I love my butthole. It does nice things for me. It gets rid of the poop. It directs my farts away from me. It's my butthole anniversary. Hey, it's Tardy to the party. He's Bell. I'm Teddy. We're going to talk about Ferris Bueller's and Me when we the first time around. This time we're talking about another summer comedy because Bill likes summer comedies and he wanted it to be summer. There's so few good summer comedies that, again, this is something I talked about before, but it's hard to find any summer comedies that sound good. And this is the second of three summer comedies I've pre-selected that we're going to talk about as summer. Again, it's, it's, it's just August, so it's not like summer's quite winding down yet, but... It's hard to find good summer quality comedies because everybody just wants to lay around in their underwear and not do nothing. While they're making the summer comedies. Because <laughs> that's what happens. These people go to Hawaii or summer camp, and instead of making the movie, they just want to jerk off on a beach all day, and it reflects in the quality of the film that they don't work very hard. Um, it did, so this, today... It, today it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall, also yeah. known as... Hey, let's invite our friends to go to Hawaii and film a movie. It's not quite as egregious as like an Adam Sandler comedy where it would be the same thing but even more sloppily written and performed and crammed with product placements. Mm. But still it is kind of... There's a little um, bit of product placement. Motorola flip phones. Yeah, I didn't realize this movie was old enough that it would be all flip phones throughout the whole thing too, but I guess, yeah, this is 2008. Um... Yeah, and I guess Apple, everyone's on their Apple iChat bullshit. It's, and stuff yeah, like that. it's not that bad. I'm assuming Turtle Bay Hotel is a real thing. Probably. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, I've heard good things about uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall in the past. Um, nothing too glowing. Um, my big interest in this movie is mostly just hearing that uh, Jason Siegel, the guy who uh, co-wrote and stars in this film, he wound up... Uh, I guess with the guy, I guess his 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 his, his creative buddy, who's I guess also co-wrote this film and directed this film. So forgetting Sarah Marshall, they went on to make the Muppet movie that came out. I guess that's the next thing they did after this. Yeah. Um, and that was okay. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. It's well, I guess it's old enough. We could actually talk about it on the podcast. It's not terrible. But it's not great either. Uh, oh, that's the one that introduced. There's like a human Muppet main character. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. a Muppet, but it's like a person, which is weird, and he's super think, boring, yeah. and he's the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk about that on the podcast someday, I'm sure, but, Probably. um, but, yeah, and well, it's weird, too, because they did a sequel, and I guess something, I guess that sequel didn't do too well, Muppets Most Wanted, because they stopped doing Muppet movies, <laughs> and there was such a big deal about it, the fact that they were, like, making the first Muppet movie, and, like, the first real Muppet movie, not, like, fucking Muppet Cinderella Street, the video, whatever the fuck they were doing, I guess since, I guess maybe it was last one was, like, Muppets, Muppets from Space, which I've never seen. I like Muppets um, from Space. Good. I've heard good things about that. Is that the one with the sad Gonzo song? Yes. Okay. I think there's a sad Gonzo song in the Great Muppet, not the Caper, but the the original Muppet movie too. Uh, I'll go back there someday. But I yeah, well, the, the Muppets in Space is all about Gonzo finding out that he's actually an alien, right? Yes. That's unfortunate, because part of the mystique of Gonzo is that he does no one knows what he is. <sighs> and also, how could he be a Muppet baby if he's from space, unless he just was laid on Earth by his alien parents or something like that? There's anyway. alien Muppets. 
Anyway. Yeah, but the alien puppets we've seen are all... <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, they count. <laughs> Not to say there can't be a variety of Muppet aliens. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, yeah, just, I, just because, again, we've talked about the dearth of good summer comedies that this is I, this is one of the things that popped up and i was like well that doesn't seem absolutely obnoxious yeah and so i threw it in the, in the hopper and again because also yeah i've heard relatively good i've heard lukewarm to okay things about this movie and also the other thing i have a huge crush on uh kirsten bell and i was like oh i didn't realize kirsten bell's like the main character not the main character but like the, the like she's the sarah she's, marshall yeah she's the one that the movie's named after yeah, and I was like, I could, at least just from the eye candy perspective, I was like, mm, how you doing? Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, because Jason Siegel I can give a fuck about, even though I appreciate his love for the Muppets, mm-hmm. but this, this is fun. This kind of goes back to the uh, uh, Oz and Great and Powerful that we just talked about not that long ago, where um, my first experience with, who's who's the asshole from Oz the Great and Powerful? The guy who played Oz, Fuckface McGinty. Franco. James Franco. Right, James Franco. Uh, you know, he came. His first big thing was Freaks and Geeks, and that was Jason Siegel's big thing because he essentially played. Fra- uh, uh, it, it was, oh God, it was Franco, Jason Siegel, and Seth, Seth Rogen. Yeah, they were the stoners in that movie or in that TV show. And the only good thing that either three of those guys have done is <laughs> Freaks and Geeks. And uh, whenever I see Jason Siegel, I just see his shiftless dip dipshit character from that show. Mm. And even in, in in interviews and stuff, he kind of just seems like that character. And he's also just playing a listless, shiftless dipshit in this movie too. And so I just assume that maybe like he just really is just a listless, shiftless dipshit in real life. Uh, he, I guess he doesn't have to act that hard in in, in anything he does because he's always just playing the same kind of like eight feet tall, rubber lip. Nah, I don't know. Mm. It seems like he's got drive to be as many as actor and a writer and as many things as he's done. I, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the I guess the Dracula play in this thing was a real thing that he had done. Mm. So I have to give him. Pro- like, I don't hate the guy, but when I see well, him though, it's kind of like what's that? Congratulations. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Great. No, Great. Wonderful. Uh, right. So Sarah, forget it. Yeah, forget it. Sarah Marshall from 2008. Um, yes. And also, I guess, speaking of Freaks and Geeks, there's not much trivia about this movie, but I guess this movie was inspired by Jason Siegel having dated uh, the lead character uh, of Freaks and Geeks was played by Linda Cardellini. I guess he dated Linda Cardellini for a long time. I don't know if they were dating on Freaks and Geeks, but I was like, oh man, how'd he get up with Jason with Linda Cardellini? Because Linda Cardellini is how you doing too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. so it's it's funny now after I literally just finished watching the movie and just <laughs> just imagining all the flashbacks to their hot, happy uh, uh, relationship in this movie. Just think about it, it being Linda Cardellini. I'm like, mm, Jason Siegel, how'd you fuck that up? Mm. You should, yeah, how do you date Linda Cardellini? And I'll put a ring on that shit. But anyway. Bill, you tricked me. What? You made me watch a Russell Brand movie. Oh, God, that's... This movie's a cavalcade you... of people. I'm just like, mm. I fucking hate Ru- I have no reason to hate that man, but I fucking yeah. hate that man. And it doesn't help that in this movie he seems to be playing... I don't know if he's playing a parody of himself, but he's kind of acting like the person you just assumed Russell Brand is. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, the rock star... What happened to Russell? Russell Brand was hot for five minutes. It's because he was with Katy Perry. What? Yeah. Like dating? Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty fucking... 
of meeting of, I guess, I, I, I don't want to say vapid, but <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Yes. Fuck Russell Brand. He, fuck, he made Arthur. He remade Arthur of all fucking things. He has so many gums. He is a bucket of face. <laughs> he is just. He is. He's Doctor Frankenstein, Frankenfurter, but like straight male and and turn into a like a real life person. And I don't he's, know. Yeah. I don't know why I hate him, but fuck, I can't stand. The, I can't stand looking at that dude. And then, and then you got like fucking squash-faced guys in this movie, and there's a whole bunch of weirdos in this fucking movie. But yeah, no, Russell Brand, oh man. Is, is, I don't know if those are real tattoos and shit like that. I mean, I guess if you're gonna pick someone who comes off as a prick, mm. that you're gonna be kind of like, not someone you're gonna absolutely hate, but someone you're just gonna be like, mm. <laughs> that's a good person to cast, because he, he could just essentially play himself. Like, or like I said, like a parody of himself. Yeah, I didn't mind him in this movie. I think it's yeah, no, real. he's not terrible, <laughs> but it's, it's still... real Russell Brand that I'm like, Wah. But the fact that he's even in this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, this is an old movie. <laughs> this is Harold <laughs> Oh yeah, this is back when he was making that 18 months where he was making movies and anyone cared about him. Yeah. Is he dead yet? <laughs> Did he shoot himself? Who knows? Oh my god. I don't god. think Russell Brand anyway. even knows. Yeah, he. I mean, assuming he's got enough money, he doesn't have to worry about us making fun of him or anything like that. But he's probably uh, still famous over in Europe. <sighs> That'd be so sad. <laughs> well, kind of like Michael Jackson, how everyone stopped liking, liking Michael Jackson by like the time Bad came out, but like everyone in like Eastern Europe <laughs> and everyone from like the freed after the Soviet Union fell, people finally got their hands on like Michael Jackson records. And so like N Michael Jackson was a brand new thing. So uh, yeah, like when Michael Jackson died, he was still only popular in like these, I don't want to say third world nations, but like yeah, the backwater but, communities of the planet. But then he put out Mo Moonwalker and everybody was like, that show's amazing. Everybody loves him again. <sighs> You mean after he died when they put it back at uh, at the Disney parks? No, that's Captain EO. I'm talking about uh, Moonwalker. Moonwalker? That's yeah, movie but that was right? Moonwalker was before it bad. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. No, Moonwalker it had to be like after bad. Or no, it had it had to be after bad because he did the parody of the bad music video in it. Wait, what? Does he? Yeah. With the Do little we kids? Need to do Captain EO someday? Because I don't know if I've seen all of Captain EO. I don't know if you can find it, because it was a Disney Park thing. Yeah, it might be on, like, on the Pirate Bay. I'm sure someone's got a rip of it. You know what? I, was, I think they aired it on MTV once. So at mm. least it's been broadcast out there. Um, yeah, there's somebody should have, like, a hard copy, not just, like, you know, like, uh, somebody shooting it on their uh, sure camcorder in, like, 1992 or something like that. But, yeah, but actually, Captain EO. <laughs> I don't know if I ever actually sat down and watched all 20 minutes of it. But I went to Disney anyway. when it was still there, and I was like, eh, nah. <laughs> I was, I think I went to Disney World in 1991, I don't know if it was still playing anymore. Because that was, that would have been right in the middle of him, the child, child abuse allegations and stuff like that, but... You would have had to. But you could have gone in the empty theater and said, "Children, come to me," and just had <laughs> the, the whole theater to yourself. Doesn't he fight Angelica Houston and she's all like done up? Like, I don't uh... know. I just said I never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely have to do that for Tardy the Party then someday. Oh, I'm go. actually gonna write that down on my notes, Captain yeah, EO. Even though it's probably like twenty minutes because that's I think that's exactly what it is because it was supposed to. Yeah, it's essentially like it was like not a ride, but it was just yeah. It's they, a it was definitely a whole experience. Film. Captain EO. <laughs> Well, Anyways. that'll just give us an excuse to talk about Disney and Michael Jackson for 90 minutes. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, talk about the movie for 10. It's, it's for getting Sarah Marshall. 
Forget Sarah Marshall, Jason Siegel, he's a schlubby dude. Mm hmm. Somehow he nailed. landed Sarah Marshall. His name's they, Peter in the movie. I don't know if. I, presumably you can assume that they met because he was the composer of the TV show, so maybe they met I, like, I when the show started she, No, I think she got him the job. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Cause how the hell? Because. Oh, okay, so they probably started dating before she was famous then. Maybe. Because I don't know how the hell Jason Siegel. <laughs> It lives Never in that. Up with her. It lives in that King of Queens. Uh, everybody loves Raymond world where dude, weirdo-looking dudes are schlubby with, dude with the yeah uh, ladies that are way out of their leagues. In well, the granted department. that it becomes part of the text of the film that the fact that he's a, a, such a schlubby loser. You know, she eventually dumped him because of that. But yeah, yeah, he's eating a giant bowl of cereal out of a salad bowl, which seems to be like unless you're gonna eat that bowl of entire box of cereal in five minutes, that seems like a bad idea. I did that shit when I was like 18 and 19 and could get away with it. Oh, see, I will make myself a big bowl of cereal, but it won't be that big. But even I, <laughs> well, I'll let the bowl of cereal sit there for half the afternoon. So, of course, it gets, like, extra nasty, but yeah. So, yeah, he's just hanging around. He's watching. Uh, his girlfriend's gone, but, like, he's watching, like, Access Hollywood. Again, kind of making this, like, marking this movie as being an old movie. Like, somebody watching Access Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um... Photos of him and Sarah Marshall are all, all over the place, showing how oh, yeah. lovey-dovey they are. Who knows what will happen between these two crazy kids? What well, what kind of adventures will they have in the future? And but yeah, they, she's I, got she's yeah. got a show with Billy Baldwin where they solve crimes God. or some shit. What is it called? Uh, like Crime Scene, Crime Scene Miami or something? Yeah, it's funny that. Uh, Jason Siegel, he he's supposed to be doing work, but he's not, which is a work ethic I can completely appreciate. Me too. Watching the first five minutes of this movie is because I work from home too, and this movie is a documentary about how I live my life, which is why I don't date anybody because I'm not gonna punish <laughs> anyone with my bullshit. But he just happens to sit down on the couch and spend the afternoon watching an episode of Access Hollywood, which just happens to explain everything about his life right at that moment because it's all about his relationship with Sarah Marshall. Followed up by how uh, Russell Brand's character is super famous and kind of a dick. Yeah, and sings the music yeah. about that the, the world needs to change or some shit. And how oh, can yeah, we right, see yeah. it when our, we are blind, uh, when our eyes mm -hmm. are blind or something? I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. It's a stupid song. <sighs> he gets a phone call from Sarah that she's in town, so he frantically cleans the place up super fast. And... Yeah, she's coming home right now, so he's all yeah. like, oh my god, and so gotta get rid of all the beer bottles and how i wonder how long she was gone because this he's really there's just it seems like there's a month worth of garbage all over the place like you wouldn't let i don't, I don't even think the worst guy would let a place get this bad unless his girlfriend was gone for like a couple weeks at least i don't know yeah but um he takes a shower gets all clean and when he comes out of the naked, shower with naked a glossy jason siegel he comes out of the shower with a towel on, and she's standing there, and she's all, he's all, ooh, la, la, and opens the towel, and she's like, oh, we need to talk, and he's like, oh, you breaking up with me? And she's like, yeah, and he's like, oh, shit, I guess I better drop this towel and show everybody my penis in this movie. Well, the joke is, at first, he does, like, a little dance, 
and there's this really gratuitous dick slapping against the thigh sound. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of play it off like, oh, they're, they're going to make jokes about his dick hanging up, but they're not going to show it. But then suddenly, like, when she says, yeah, we're breaking up, he drops the towel. And thus begins a good f- solid five minutes of seeing Jason Siegel's dick in this movie, which well, I appreciate. Don't, hey, hey, we also see his nutsack from the back. Yeah, we come precariously close down. to seeing his asshole, which, of course, that's another <laughs> joke, because, he, he, yeah, he turns around, he just starts bending over, because he he, the weight of the world is now on his shoulder, and he's about to, he's, like, crying and shit, and I gotta give it up to, to Kirsten Bell for, for, for playing along very nicely, yeah. She seems like ladies are willing to put up with a lot of dipshit sh- bullshit in a comedy film, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Uh, he won't put his clothes on, because he knows what that means, it means she'll break up with him if he puts his clothes on it just okay, have to yeah. talk it through right now uh they they talk but they want she winds up telling him there's somebody else and, and oh and then he sits and down leaves. like on their pleather couch which i don't know if that's supposed to be a joke too we could just assume that just gotta feel nasty because he's butt-ass naked there's on just oh yeah yeah um and then she leaves and it goes to that a, scene's over yep she broke up with him he's sad yeah so then he's at a club with his stepbrother, uh, played by Bill Hader. Is I, that a stepbrother? Because he says... Yeah, because at one point he yells at him that we are not blood, and they, I will cut you and stuff like that. Oh, for some he, reason I parsed it. Maybe I misunderstood stepbrother. I thought he was Sarah Marshall's brother. No. Ah, which I was wondering why they were still hanging out after they break up, because unless they were, like, really close friends... Oh, okay, okay. Well, also explains why, because you would never believe that Jason Siegel and Squash Face Dude are related. Because they, they both look like freaks, but they're freaks in totally different ways. No, there's we've seen plenty more believable siblings in movies. Or father-son combos in movies. Let's, yeah, I don't know. Didn't we just watch a movie where there are two siblings and we're like, nope, not true. Oh, it's Mila Kunis and fucking Rachel Weiss. Which at least they're both brunettes. I feel like there was another one. There no, there there there's it's a pretty pretty consistent. You're not wrong. There's also also the Wolfman. We're supposed to believe they're (laughs) that is kind of the gold standard. That yeah, that 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 Claude Rains produced uh Lon Chaney Jr., which, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, a g- giant beetroot of a man. We're supposed to believe Arnold Schwarzenegger birthed Alyssa Milano. <laughs> oh, it was Kickboxer. We were supposed to believe that Jean-Claude Van Damme was oh, brothers with right. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates with the guy with the mullet and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. God, I love the magic of movies. But yeah, so it's Squash Face Guy and Jason Siegel. They're just talking at the bar. I can't remember what happens, even though I'm well, watching the movie right now as we're he talk, says, he uh, says what, he, yeah, talking about it. He wants to get over her, and the best way to do that is to put his P in a V. Oh, that's right. That's one of my two notes of the whole movie. Or, yeah. or B his L all over somebody's T. <laughs> Which, that is the quote of the film. <laughs> Which I uh, that's and now whenever I order a BLT I'm gonna have to I I couldn't not gonna be able not to think about <laughs> blowing my no wait I want to be him an L on someone's T's yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. uh, so uh, in, his brother his stepbrother agrees to help him out because she's fucking someone and he can't stop thinking about it mm-hmm. so uh, he's very honest with two ladies to talk to him saying like I find you both very sexually attractive. I'd like to take you home and have sex with you. Would either of you like that? And he does. And this is kind of uncomfortable. One girl's kind of freaked out. The other one is kind of like, you're so funny. And the scene goes on for five minutes until, yeah, you find out that, like, he does go home with the the one lady who was like, oh, you're so funny. And it turns out they fucked. And he's even weird in bed. He cries after. Yeah. 
and then she leaves. And then the next day, he goes to see a doctor about maybe getting an STD from his one-night stand. And for some reason, that isn't explained, it's a pediatrician. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he's sitting on a giant plastic fire engine. I even went, yeah, I even went back and rewatched it and was like, dude, they, they, they even say anything that's like, I know, no. I'm your, I know I'm your uncle, but I'm just a pediatrician or something like that. No, yeah, the, just guy's, like that, yeah. the guy's just like, no, I'm a pediatrician. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate the movie's dedication to just sometimes random goofiness just for the sake of goofiness. I yeah. wonder if it's one of those things where, like, they were looking at the script and they're like, this is kind of funny, but it's not, like, ha-ha funny, so maybe we should just add some random random quirkiness to the movie just to kind of, like, goose the funny factor. Because this movie's not, like, knee-slappingly hilarious or anything. Yeah. Um, also, I should notice the reason he cries when uh, he uh, is sleeping with the lady in the scene before this is he has he keeps on uh, having these flashbacks to the happiest moments he had with uh, Kirsten Bell, mm. and which is kind of nice because none of those moments are in, in themselves played for laughs. It's kind of like a legitimately little bit dramatic moment of him just like kissing her, or, like them like doing stuff. But yeah, th this is the thing that actually becomes a motif. Not just for Jason Siegel, but like it ha also happens to Kirsten Bell a little bit later. The idea of like the, yeah, these flashbacks just being dropped in and kind of like skewing people's uh, decision making skills. But anyway, yeah. The doctor says he needs to go out and fuck a lot. Not worry about it. Put a rubber on, but go out there, get a lot of V on, on his pee. So he does. He he humps chicks who fake it very poorly and ladies that their weird quirk is they speak spanish during sex i don't know why yeah that caliente caliente so there's a girl who keeps on saying hi all the time who wants mm -hmm. to be gagged and handcuffed yeah there's a black girl who's just like oh no i'm coming eh. mm -hmm. yeah which i don't know if the, I, I don't know if the insinuation that some of these girls are prostitutes or he's just finding really weird women like this is just a natural result of his he's dating process or? yeah he's probably just finding really weird women because he's jason siegel who else? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't understand how Jason Siegel, even in a pretend fantasy film, would ever end up with Kershaw Bell. But yeah. Uh, and then he goes to work, scoring yeah. for the crime show that she works on because he does the score for that. Yeah. He can't handle it. He plays some Seinfeld music when a dramatic moment happens. That and, is pretty great. And then picks up the sheet music holder thing and smashes the screen with it. Yeah. The rat-faced dude who's uh, in the control booth, who plays the uh, sewage guy from uh, Parks and Recreation, is all like, what the fuck you doing? They kick him out of work. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. he's like, oh yeah, you, you, what are you doing? You're fucking up. I got Allman Brothers tickets. I can't deal with this shit right now. Yeah. And so presumably, I guess the guy loses a job or something. Like, well, no, he just like, says, you know you're not getting paid for today's session, right? Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Which, kind of yeah. not really a joke, but just kind of, you know, yeah. But yeah, but then Bill Hader and... Uh, Jason Siegel's landlord show up, being all like, hey, we're worried about you, we can smell smoke outside. Mm-hmm, and then he cracks the door open. Nice, Bill forces his way in. He's burning photos, like, I'm gonna get rid of everything that reminds me of birds. By burning photos, he's trying to catch photos on fire on a stovetop, and they're barely lighting, too, yeah. which is kind of funny. Uh, and he needs to get rid of everything that reminds me of him of her like this Tupperware. He used to leave the boxes of cereal open and they get stale, so she got him this Tupperware. And now his cereal stays fresh. It's the freshest. See, and this is kind of the thing that horrifies me because my steel my cereal's always getting stale. And if I had a girlfriend, she would probably tell me to do that. And then I would drive her away because then I wouldn't reciprocate and I would just suck up all the joy out of the relationship. And that's why I'm like, <laughs> thank God I'm not dating. Anyway. 
<laughs> so uh, his brother tells him to go on a vacation, maybe the Alps. And he's like, Sarah was always talking about Hawaii. And Bill's like, how about maybe not Hawaii then? And he's like, oh, I can't go to Hawaii because Sarah likes Hawaii. Yeah, then it practically smash cuts. He's on the plane to Hawaii next, which is, I guess, the, mo only, the movie's only justification as to how he just magically ends up at the same resort she does. Yeah. If she was already talking about going to Hawaii and the same resort, which... You think he would be smart enough not like I mean maybe she didn't say that she was going on vacation so he's but not a smart still, man, Bill. Yeah, no, that's one of the things. Jason Jason Siegel's very kind of sympathetic in the movie, this movie, but he is pretty profoundly stupid. Yeah, and it's hard to get really emotionally invested with him because he's a little bit too dumb for his own good, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only thing that rescues him as, as a character for me is the fact that, again, because I have a crush on Kirsten Bell, I could appreciate him being all like, I'm gonna go delete all my photos, but not really, because just in case I need them later. Although he says that's in case they get back together. For mm -hmm. me, I'd be like, I need this for masturbation material. But, oh, well, yeah. you keep the nudes for sure. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> He <laughs> That's yeah, you keep them on a thumb drive sewn into your shirt pocket and w with a note saying if if, if if this corpse is found by a stranger, please smash this uh, thumb drive. I don't want anyone else seeing it. Yeah. So uh, even on this plane trip, he can't get away from Sarah Marsh. He's like, I'm Sarah Marshall for whatever airways. Yeah, she's doing like one of those advertisements you see before, like when you're at the movie theater. It's like, I'm part of crime scene, crime scene investigation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he drinks on the plane. Doesn't really matter. It's just it's just I, showing that he can't get away from her. There's a little bit of the thing about how he's kind of alcoholic is the fact that he's drinking everywhere he goes, and it becomes a little bit of a thing later when he decides to stop drinking, which is only like one scene and never really gets brought up again. But yeah. I guess the fact that he's drinking on the plane is kind of setting up the fact that he's turning into a little bit of a lush, I guess. But mm. it's kind of an underdeveloped, underdeveloped little, little not even a plot thread but just a detail but you know yeah he goes to a hotel waits behind an awkward newlywed couple who don't know how to be sexy it's the yeah. joke with them did you ever see the uh, 30 rock tv show no but i know the guys on it yeah the guy from yeah he's he's one of the best characters on the show and yeah it's it's he's he's the guy and he's got a redhead wife and i'm kind of surprised the redhead wife isn't uh, kimmy schmidt or anything like that because it seems like like everyone from that whole cadre of of, of comedians is in this movie but mm. yeah they're all happy they're on their honeymoon mila kunis is the uh uh the the lady behind the desk being all like hey here's your keys and she's kind of like not giving them side eye but she's like yeah hey, great you, the magic of honeymoons do you remember her character name bill <sighs> rachel <laughs> you did it do you remember seagull's character name bofo bofo you got it seriously I don't do they ever say his name yeah, quite a bit. His name. I was gonna say because she has to say it, His right? Name's... Like Mila Kunis. Yeah, it's Peter. Oh, okay. And Russell Brand and is something they weird. Named, Snow. They named him after the body part we see most often it's on true. Jason Segel. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he goes. Yeah, up. as this Algis Snow is, yeah. is. Is yeah. He goes up, tries to check. He goes to check in, but he didn't reserve a room. And there's one room oh, left. Oh Christ! I'm this... watching this scene. Yeah. It's a super sweet and it's six thousand dollars and he can't afford that. And... Yeah, and he's all sad sack about it. He's just like, I can't afford that. And he's just like looking at the floor, just being all like, Ugh. and yeah. yeah. And then in the middle the, of this, suddenly, yeah. There was a oh, uh oh, Sarah's also there. She's walking up outside, and he's like, oh fuck, we broke up three weeks ago. That's my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And she and me having a crush on Kirsten Bell. This is part of the movie where I'm just like. <laughs> 
Because she's in a pink bikini with a pink sarong, and I'm just like, oh my god, Kirsten Bell. How did I not see this before? This is the whole reason to watch the movie for three. Well, and the fact that actually Mila Kunis, I never really thought her, it's not like I ever thought, anyway. But she is super, <laughs> Mila Kunis is super smoking hot in this movie, too. And it's Mila Kunis, like, with her, like, not tits hanging out, but she got cleavage, she got a flower in her hair, and I'm just like, oh my god. Jason mm. Siegel, how'd you how'd you pull this off, you magnificent <laughs> son of a bitch? But yeah, <laughs> she sees him, comes over, and is like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, oh, just, "You know, I was having a hard time trying to get away from it all." But then Russell Brand comes up and slaps her on the ass, and he's there with her. And he's lost a shoe, and he's wondering if anybody's seen it—not this shoe, but one like it, but the opposite <sighs> of it, but not an evil version of is it. Is Russell Brand a comedian? Is yes. that how he got famous? Because he's not funny in this movie. Like, the whole bit with the shoe is just kind of like, I get it. And even Mila Kunis during the scene, like, if you pay attention to her reaction, she's kind of making a what the fuck face, but not like in a ha ha Russell Brand. More like, the fuck is this bit? <laughs> like, it was just like, it's like, it was like outtake. It's actually Mila Kunis not playing a character, being like, what? But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they leave and. He says he's, she's like, or, or no, they don't leave first. They're oh, there's she, more conversation. No, she's like, oh, are yeah, you, that's are you staying at this hotel? And he's like, no, they're all booked up. And Mila Kunis is like, oh, we just had a room open up, so you yeah. can stay. Oh, there. and he, she, she makes a big point about how we have our biggest suite for you available, mm. uh, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. We, uh, we, oh, we've just booked you for four days. Yeah. Uh, please welcome. And, and, and then that's, uh, then uh, yeah, that, that, that's leave. when, uh, yeah, they leave. And, and for like, a quick moment too, while Mila Kunis is, is like registering, well, I guess she's not registering, but she's—I guess she's getting his key uh, for the super fancy. Oprah I knew suite. you would notice this. I knew. You yeah, because he doesn't even say anything. Doesn't have any lights in the movie at all. No, but he Poor like motherfucker. Did he have? Was he a character that had deleted scenes? But I'd getting one Tommy from he was from Gremlins too. Wait, was he in Gremlins 2? He was in Gremlins 2. We want to have to do a Gremlins 2 podcast. Because like I said, I saw Gremlins 1. Gremlins 2 once in the theaters back in the day. I've never seen it since then. Uh, he was uh, he was the racist. No, he, he's not racist. He played the racist stereotype of Asians in every goddamn 80s comedy. Long Duck um, Dong. Yeah, Long Duck Dong. That's what I was thinking about from fucking... Is that 16 Candles or is... The, See, which... there's 16 Candles are pretty in pink. They're the same yeah, I movie. always get the two. There's one where she's rich, one where she's poor, and I can't remember which is which. One of those was shot uh, directly across the street from my friend slash housemate Fred Joshin Yabata's house. Mm. And so every time we, every time that movie plays in this house, like every time they open Molly Ringwald's front door, you get to see his childhood home right across the street. Uh, anyway, getting what's what Nave. He's there for two seconds, and then Jason Siegel's going to go check out his suite, and he finds out Kirsten Bell and fucking Bucket Face have the suite right well, next to her. There. Nope. His, not. What? Nope. Nope. What? Nope. No. No. <laughs> no. That's it. Okay, I'll let you do the story. <laughs> Turn the page. When the so, chime rings. He, he, he tells her, that's great, thank you for doing that, but I still can't afford that room. And she's like, don't worry about it, it barely ever gets rented out. If somebody, you can stay in it, but if somebody oh, shows up right. and wants it, you're going to have to vacate it. Yeah. Um, and he says, he asks her, like, why did you do this? And she's like, oh, that seems like a real dick move to suddenly, like... Well, she's like, like they, you she broke, broke up, up with them. you three weeks yeah. ago, and she's already here with another dude? That's pretty fucked up. And he's like, I know, right? So then he he's talking to his brother on the phone, and... <laughs> He says something to him, and he's like, you're not following her, are you? And he's totally following him. 
Yeah. And um he, Well don't don't they they have the suite next to his though, right? No. He follows them all the way oh, to the outside. Oh, that's right. Okay, that becomes suite. the joke later. He yeah. is following. Oh, I see. Because it looks like I thought he was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And Which I that because they do end up next door to each other later yeah. on, but that's only when he's forced. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. So then he's hiding behind a tree, looking at them, and then he pops <laughs> this out. Maybe the best. Yeah, one of the other he best. Pops jokes out in the movie. from behind him and is like, "Hey guys!" And they're like, "Hey!" And she goes inside and. All while Bill Hader but screaming whole... at him on the phone that he's an idiot and asshole and to knock it off. Yeah, Squash Face is freaking out on the phone, and that's one of the best gags in the whole film because it's like it's just timed perfectly as if he could see the film that as it's playing. He's like, "Oh no, no, stop it! Don't do it! No, you're yeah. fucking up!" Yeah, it's it's great. And they go inside, uh, and he's like, "That hurt a lot, but I know Sarah pretty well, and I think I ruined her day." And it smash cuts to her and Russell Brand having. Wild sex and very hardcore fucking. I'm pretty impressed. Un- uncomfortable <laughs> positions. Yeah, he's banging her butt, and then she's like, he's she's riding him like a donkey and just doing all kinds of stuff. And that seems like that could have been a fun afternoon of shooting, actually. It, yeah. uh, depending on how fun Russell Brand is in real life, because Kirsten Bell seems to be a pimp, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, he goes to his fucking palatial suite, room. It is actually pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah, and watch course, his crime scene. Which, I guess, why even bother turning on the TV? Or at least use the channel guide! For a show uh, that seems to be on all the time and advertised everywhere, they sure do cancel it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, maybe it's one of those things like the real CSI or like Law & Order where it's on its 25th season, so at this point they're like... It's not even a matter of low ratings. They're just like, we already have so much of this that already piled into syndication, we don't need to make any more. I have seen plenty of real dumb shows that get advertised a ton on like NBC when you're like, that's not gonna Mm -hmm. last, and then it just vanishes one day and you never hear about it again. Just like, did you see the the, the show that they advertised for her in the the mid-credits sequence of the... the, after the movie? That the Animal Instinct show is totally like something I could see uh, ABC, or NBC actually like promoting, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he cries in the evening, and the front desk calls him and says they're getting complaints that a woman is crying. And he's like, yeah, I, I hear it too. It must be coming from the floor above me. And she's like, you're on the top floor. He's like, okay, I'll try to keep it down. And then he cries more. Yeah. He goes to some luau restaurant where Jonah Hill works because fuck it, we gotta get Jonah Hill in the movie somehow. I guess, be even though his character is just nothing? Yeah. But, I mean, if, if you can get the comedic actors to play this, the bit roles in a movie like this, you might as well. Yeah, but even then, like, I don't even see what the point of his character is other than the slightly bug uh, fucking bucket face a little bit. But, like, it's not like he's funny. He's just doing a shtick, and it's just like, fuck you, little fat man. <laughs> he's he's, you're he's fucking, funny enough you're with his fucking... With his trying to pick up... Oopa uh, loopa <laughs> fucking stunt double ass out of here. Trying to pick up uh, Jason Siegel's plate while he's just starting with it, and he's like, oh no, I was just starting eating that, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't absolutely hate that guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When, whenever there's a movie where it feels like someone just got the job just because they're buddies with, with, like, it's just part of that gang, I always get a little grumpy about it. Didn't stuff. he get nominated for an Oscar or some shit? Who? Wait, what? Jonah Hill? Uh, yeah, for, uh... Oh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised for the most random shit possible. No, he, probably he, was got, like, in, he was in... He's probably uh, got three Grammys. Fuck. He was in Moneyball, and was supposedly... Oh, really you know what? That. He was and in he was Wolf also, of Wall Street. Yeah, he was also in Wolf of Wall Street. He is fucking great in Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street's just a great movie in general, but yeah. But he's also playing a fucking coked-out, crack-headed degenerate. 
Which, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 he, he fits that mold pretty well. Yeah. Well, anyway, but yeah, so dinner, Luau, he, he gives nice him a table. On the he gives him, yeah. you know, he's Jason Siegel shows up and he's like, "Really, you're dining alone? What the fuck is this?" And it's like, I feel like I've. Have you ever been to Hawaii? No, I've, I went to Hawaii for my honeymoon. Ooh, I know. Fancy must be nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> after doing that, I like voice that should be you should play that more often <laughs> after, oh, after doing that uh movies anyway, that yeah. take place in hawaii become completely unbelievable really no employee at any resort in hawaii especially a, a swanky one like this would be like really no you don't have a date there's nobody with you well, that's one of the things where jason jonah hill showing up as that character is a little bit like I could see if he was at a bar, or, like, mm-hmm. the whole joke is that he's at a cut-rate restaurant, but, like, this is supposed to be a fancy resort. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I know it's this comedy. You're not supposed to think about it too hard, but, yeah. 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 And there's there's other stuff that happens in a movie where I'm like, man, come on. I'll talk about that when I get to it. But, yeah, it's, uh, like, funny how the Jonah Hill's, like, the, the conductor on, the on like, a fucking ride at Disneyland who's, like, swearing at all the kids. And you're like, I get that. That's supposed to be a funny joke, but in real life, <laughs> like, no, that's not going to fly. Yeah, that's yeah. not, yeah. Uh, but anyway. He gives him the best table in the house because it's staring at uh, Sarah and Snow. <laughs> to be fair, in the movie, if to, to argue for the movie, that would have been a fantastic view if Sarah Marshall and Buckethead hadn't been right there. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the reason it was the best view, but, um... Yeah. Uh... Snow invites him to eat with them, but he's like, nah, I'm good. And then Jonah comes over and asks for their drink orders, and Snow says, nah, I'm good. I haven't had a drink for seven years. These marks on my neck are what signify that. None for him, thanks. And I thought there was going to be some big arc where uh, yeah. Jason Siegel tricked him into drinking or something, or it he almost drank like on his like own. It almost like deleted scenes where you expect, like, yeah. But he never falls kind of off the that. wagon. Well, especially there's a big scene where, like, uh, everyone's getting drunk together on wine. Mm-hmm. And you think that would be the scene where, like, someone accidentally... Or, like, even Jonah Hill, you think, would accidentally slip uh, fucking Buckethead some kind of a drink. And then, like, the, like he would go nuts or something like that. But no, there's nothing ever Why? comes of that. It's just... I'm sure if you explain it to me, I'll be able to understand. Why do you keep calling him Buckethead? His head's shaped like a bucket! <laughs> Literally, if you turn Russell Brand's head, I can I can never remember Russell Brand's name except right now. I'm serious, like if you if you cast a magic spell on Russell Brand or on any human said flesh made out of bucket, let's fuck it. Kabling! Then I mean, your head would be shaped like Russell Brand's head, because it's a bucket. Okay. With hair on top. I'll go with that. I could. I, I, I call him Gummy Joe because he. <laughs> Gummy Joe. Because when you smile, you see five inches of gum above his teeth. Well, that also suggests he has no teeth, and it's nothing but. Oh gums, no, but he's yeah. got teeth, but he's also he's got one of those smiles. With, when he smiles, you see all the gums above those teeth. Yeah, Russell Brand, fucking fucking head. Anyway, Some dude yeah. proposes to his lady behind Peter, and it's too much for him, so he leaves. Sarah chases him and asks him if he followed her there, and he's like, it's not all about you, and she, I didn't get your information from your assistant or anything, and blah, 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 and, and he says, it also sounds like Snow probably shared a bunch of needles, so thanks for dating him after they broke up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I watched this twice, the first time I just watched it straight through, the second time I watched it one and a half speed just to take notes. Yeah. And uh, her face denotes something when he says that. That you find out later in the movie. Oh, she does wait. a good little bit of acting that, like, yeah. In response what? to the him, like the STD thing. 
Yeah, in response to him saying, thanks for dating him after you dated me. Oh, after. It's not the STD part, it's the timeline part. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Well, okay, that's what I'm telling him. Kirsten Bell, master, master th uh, thespian. Mm-hmm. She's okay. a fucking Lawrence Olivier of our age, and people don't recognize that. Yeah, outside of Frozen, I have no idea of anything she's ever been in. <laughs> yeah, and I only know Frozen because you said that to me last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what else she's been in. She's a Veronica Mars movie. <laughs> I mean, she's been in stuff, but now if you stick a gun to my head and think about what else has Kirsten Bell been in, but yeah. This and stuff. Yeah, anyway. So now she's, she's not like in a Marvel movie or anything like that. Now he's gonna go get drunk at a bar. Uh, and the bartender, with a bartender, a big black dude who can name over 200 types of fish, and tells him he has to move on. And the newlywed guy is also there, and talking about how he does not know how to fuck his life. And then, uh, Mila Kunis, Rachel, shows up, and he makes her laugh by mocking the show him and Sarah work on. Yeah. And this is after there's little bit of a montage of showing Jason Siegel drinking drink after drink before everyone else shows up where he's just yeah. like, like being a dipshit. Just improving like, jokes about, you know, oh, I'm yeah. Sarah from Sex Movie gets, City. Bird. Things get a little appetow here for a bit, but yeah, but at least now he's got a little gang of people he can hang out with, which is kind of nice. He's not just by himself crying in his hotel room. Yeah. And the next day he goes to the breakfast buffet and uh, where he asks for some pineapple juice with a little bit of rum in it. So, And the guy like who takes his order likes his style and brings him a little extra rum. And oh, we just skipped over the best scene in the whole goddamn movie. We did? <laughs> you Maybe you missed this at one and a half speed on your second viewing, but uh, in between him being at the bar at night and him being at the brunch the next morning, he goes home and drunkenly tries to play the theme from the Muppet oh, right, uh, yeah. show. And he's drunk and he's fucked up and he fucks it up and that's actually... He cries. The only time somebody's uh, cried while, playing, while singing the Muppet Show theme. <laughs> Which, I that, that made me laugh out loud. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and that fucking Jason Siegel showing his fucking love for the Muppets just like on his fucking sleeve. So, glad to see that the next thing he did after this was making a goddamn Muppet movie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's it's breakfast and yeah, the, the, yeah there's a there's a native guy who's all like, hey, yeah, I like your style when... when he asked for Rome. He he looks like the uh, the um, the native Hawaiian version of uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. For a moment, that's kind of what I thought it was, because like they make enough <laughs> of his character that I was like, is he supposed to be somebody or like what's the yeah? He shows up later, but it's not a big 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 thing. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he also runs into the newlywed couple who are having their sex issues and. Yeah, and it cuts back to, to showing that. them trying to fuck, and it's all very Ned Flanders weird because yeah. they're super religious and no, Jack no, Breyer's. a mouth is not God did not put a mouth on our heads for that. Yeah, stuff and, like that. But yeah. um, but then later he goes and does a yoga class with Kirsten Wig, and this this poor this th th this has nothing to do with anything aside from getting Kirsten Wig a free trip to Hawaii. Yeah, it's I. I this is the most I'm, superfluous, unnecessary scene in the movie. I should double check to see if we're like watching like some kind of like extended cut because there's no reason for the scene to exist other than the maybe show. Yeah, Kirsten Bell's in your our Kirsten Wigs in your movie. You got two people named Kirsten in a scene, and you get to see Kirsten Bell in pink hot pants bending over a bunch. Man, and I, that's it. I recognize that Kirsten Bell is a very attractive lady. She is not my type in any form. <laughs> 
You know, the weird thing is, I'm not usually much for, like, like sprightly bra- blonde ladies either, but I said about Kirsten Bell. Mm. I, you know what? I think it's more the fact that, like, I mean, I've known if, her I'm, from, like, comedian stuff that, like, she's done funny stuff in interviews. I'm, like, she's, she, it's one of those things where she's honestly, like, I'm, like, I think she's hot, like, personality-wise, but then also, like, on top, she's actually I'm sure it'd be, like, one of those things where you hear stories about people and they're like, I saw them in person and it was, like, the most beautiful person I ever saw. I'm yeah. sure it would be like that if I saw her in person, but I'm like, she looks like, she's the same as every other movie star okay yeah i could totally see that too but i just it, yeah i recognize that she's a very attractive lady and if yeah. if i was young and dating her i'm sure i would be a super yeah, cool i don't think it, either of us would be complaining if we were dating kirsten kirsten brow kirsten brow but for, for me <laughs> i'm like she does. <laughs> for me i'm like eh, eh, i'd rather take Mila kunis that's you know and that's the thing watching this movie i'm like mm, how you doing Mila kunis like this is the movie that's heard me not that i ever thought anything again like i never thought anything bad about mila i feel i always feel bad when we're talking either good or bad about ladies looks because that's the last thing the women of the world need to worry about is like two schlubs on a uh a badly well, listening podcast how, how much shit we talked about both jason siegel <laughs> and russell brand thus far well that's kind of well that's kind of hollywood in the nutshell and that like you got these freak men <laughs> the stars are like that are in this movie, but all the women in this movie are like smoking hot. Like, there's no like normal women in this movie, but all the guys are fucking, fucking monsters. <laughs> fucking yeah, I'm freak trying shows. to. I'm trying to think if there's any quote unquote normal ladies in this movie, and not really. I mean, I mean, even, really, I mean even the newlywed couple ladies kind of. I mean, she's a freak, but, but she's she's, she's on the Hollywood attractive... hot end of normal though. She's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's still pretty. She's. Like not like Whereas you, on the on the dudes list you got like Jonah Hill, Stephen, or uh, fat guys, guys with the guys that are twelve feet tall with giant lips. You got fucking squash face guy at home on his eye chat. <laughs> like yeah, no, oh my god, you could totally see Kirsten Bell's vagina from behind when she's yoga uh, on her head. Oh no, yeah, I that's think, terrible. I think Christian- that's like. Christian. That's a camel toe from behind, which that's pretty hard to pull off, actually. I think that's called like a hamburger or something. <laughs> well, I've seen actually, I've seen the photoshops that took and turned that into a hamburger. I, I, oh, it looked that's I, uh, I think Kristen Wiig is, and this is no, I'm not saying it as it, she's probably the most unattractive lady in this movie, and she's not an unattractive. That's lady. what I'm saying though. Like she's the only, she's the closest to normal, and the fact that she doesn't look like she's got five pounds of makeup, she doesn't have like startling eyes that gaze through your soul she's just cursing away and she just shows up she's in the movie that's it yeah yeah i think this scene yeah. only exists to show that snow and uh sarah are better at yoga than him yeah if i walked into a yoga class and my ex was there with a new boyfriend i'd be like i don't think i need to take this yoga class yeah i gotta take a shit i'll come back later don't come back yeah. especially when the it's... teacher is making fun of me for not being able to do yoga which is another thing i don't think that would ever happen at a resort yeah and also if you're at a resort i guess maybe that he had a, that he's feeling so bad about himself maybe he feels obligated to engage in some kind of self self-improvement but i would like if you're in a hotel you're in a resort in hawaii why would you do yoga do other stuff like try surfing or snorkeling before you try fucking yoga snorkeling's awesome i almost lost my wedding ring when i went snorkeling that's what i'm saying yeah you could look yo- i mean not that you can- shouldn't were, do yoga <laughs> there were but- signs everywhere saying don't touch the coral 
don't touch the coral. Oh, don't, really? Don't touch the coral. And then some random fucking old ass Japanese man's just standing up on the coral in the middle oh, of the Christ, ocean. Yeah. Were there as many Japanese tourists there as even? I, that's one thing that this, this movie actually kind of like. Uh, it's not a big thing, but like getting one of Watanabe. And there's actually a scene too where uh, Mila Kunis actually does speak. Uh, what I would assume to be relatively fluent Japanese, because yeah. I guess you would actually need to know that because there's so many Japanese Yeah, there were a decent amount of uh, Japanese tourists oh, okay. there. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway. Uh, but they do yoga. The scene's unnecessary. It's not even that funny, too. I, that's I, that's kind of like, this movie is like Jason Siegel's character, where it's like, it's likable, but it's flabby. <laughs> <laughs> could use some editing, but yeah. Yeah, so, and then... And speaking of which... Later, Peter goes and sees Chuck, who's changed his name to Kunuk. It means Chuck. It's Paul Rudd. And, and this scene, and a character that's, like, the, the only reason for this character exists is to kind of give Paul Rudd a vacation in Hawaii for a month. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just Paul Rudd, and he's kind of trying to, supposed to teach uh, Jason Siegel how to surf, but they just kind of shoot the shit for a while just on the well, water. Well, no, he's going to teach him to turf to surf lots of try to stand up on the board at the beach too fast pop up less no no do more now pop down no you got to do less pop up now pop down lots of is back no, that was yeah better but not it gotta, i am watching this as we as you're talking about mm. and i already forgot about that part like where it's yeah. like yeah well they float in the water and uh paul rudd and with him jason siegel and paul rudd talk about shit nothing serious when life gives it's you lemons, just like life philosophy stuff. The, yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd just says, "When life gives you lemons, fuck those lemons." Uh, Which that seems to be Paul again. Did they write the scene for Paul Rudd, or does Paul Rudd just show up and just make up his like? It's like again, it was this even a fiction? <laughs> was this just an outtake? And this is actually Paul Rudd just talking to the camera about his own personal life philosophy. Because that seems to be every uh, character you play. A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. And, uh, oh, but uh, yeah. Back at the hotel. Uh, uh, Peter calls a stepbrother, and who improvs some jokes about how stupid his hat looks. Yeah, things get and, very Judd Apatow here, where it's all like, oh, I'm gonna tell, then, I'm gonna make fun of you." Five and minutes. then his wife is there too. Isn't her name is Liz? They tell him to go meet people, and then that scene ends. Well, there's well, a little they tell, bit where, they like, tell him to go out with Rachel. That's the well, Squash Face also like does a thing where he's like, "Oh, I'm in Hawaii too. Look at me." And, yeah, green screen. I didn't yeah, mention it because it's not that funny like, and it's not that important. It's just, again, we're watching the extended <laughs> cut. What's going on here? <laughs> Come on, guys. It reminded me of that. There was a Kinect game for the 360 <laughs> called, oh, I forget what it was called, like, I'm in the movies or some shit like that. Yeah. And there was a, a version of that where uh, you could green screen yourself into various sh- scenes and whatnot, though. Aww, yeah. But there was just generic backdrops, and one of them was in the, on the moon. And I was, I came back home and I turned it on because I was messing with it. And my wife had recorded one where she was on the moon and she just was, was going, Oh my God, I miss gravity. Which is oh, so, basically yeah, okay. exactly what they were doing yeah. in this movie. <laughs> Uh, which was more of a novelty back in you know in the days of the Kinect or like 2008, you know, like with iChat stuff like that. But, yeah. What are you talking about? The Kinect is still amazing on the. Xbox I love it. Online. I yell at it every day. Xbox, stop playing Sarah Marshall. Put on <laughs> a good movie. Xbox, uh, show just... me Photoshop nudes of Christian Bell, please. <laughs> it's Photoshop. Google nudes of of Mila Kunis. 
and <laughs> show oh. me inflation porn of Mila Kunis. Oh no! <laughs> you know what? I mean, oh God! I, there's gotta be. Yeah, you. Oh no! I'm not gonna search for well, it because I know it exists. She played the Wicked Witch, so that opens up all kind of like, oh, what if she did an inflation spell on a dwarf, but then it backfired, and oh no. And plus, this movie, I'm sure they wore flip-flops at some time, so I'm sure this movie got them a huge entry onto their feet Wikipedia. Oh, I forgot there was a fucking feet thing. <laughs> People oh are awful, God. and I hate everyone. Yeah. It's only appropriate for us to joke about nudes about these ladies, but if we talk about anyone... Yeah. Anyway, Mila Kunis is in a moo-moo. <laughs> she's, she's, she's well, commandeering okay, so the luau. He goes, he goes back to the luau, and uh, he he was going to ask her out, but he chickens out. And uh, oh, this he, is he the just scene, goes uh, in. Like, yeah, and, as soon as he walks away, she starts talking, talking Japanese to a Japanese yeah, party, which I thought was He goes nice. in where... And Sarah says hello to him for some reason. If if I was at a resort with my ex, I would ignore them so much. And how small I wouldn't say hello resort. to them. Oh, would... this is also. Oh, I'm sorry. Ugh. But it, I wouldn't say hello to them. I wouldn't acknowledge yeah. their presence outside of like just a simple like you... uh, one of those weird like shoulder lifts, head down shrugs with the hand lift <laughs> waves yeah. that you do. Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But, uh, but for some reason, yeah, every time people see, like, I mean, it's a movie, so you can't have, like, things not happen in a scene unless it's a movie like this where you have things that don't happen because people are improving. But, uh, yeah, at, at a resort, it's okay just to, like, not say hi and engage. You could just yeah. do your own thing. Even at a tiny resort like this where there only seems to be one luau place mm-hmm. and nothing else, and that's it. But, yeah. <laughs> Something I... Let me think. Let me think for a quick hot moment. Yes. One thing my wife and I did not do, eat at the same place twice. Oh, I didn't think about that yet. Because there's so many restaurants everywhere. Yeah. You don't have uh, to would, eat at the same place which, twice. Were you at the main island? Uh, I don't remember. Because I have this cartoony idea in my mind that Hawaii is like, like, like the size of like, it's like three small islands, the size of like a neighborhood uh, neighbor, like residential square neighborhood block of, of homes or something like that, but. It's whichever one the Dole Plantation is on. The what plantation? The Dole Plantation. The Dole the, oh, really? The Dole? Okay, yeah. yeah, that's, oh, so it's all bananas and stuff? Yeah, they, they it's all bananas. <laughs> that's where they, that's where, uh, uh, oh god, what's what's the jump in Super Monkey Ball? <laughs> they, have, they have a, uh, a giant hedge maze on their plantation. And, wow, uh, so they do have room to burn them, Jesus. I really wanted to duel the, the dole maze, but I didn't say anything, and my wife was standing next to me, and she's like, you want to do the dole maze? Because I sure don't! And I was like, well, I guess I won't do the dole maze. <laughs> I was gonna say, that was so sweet that she read your mind in the opposite possible way! Yeah. Aww. Oh my god, but... Anyway, but yeah, anyway. Luau stuff. Jonah Hill's emceeing like the the band. Yeah, of one and stage. he's like, "Hey, we got a very special guest. Snow's this is here, so we're gonna get him see if he can sing for us. Come on up and sing." And I do like the snow is like it's like fucking work for me. What is this asshole doing? Yeah. Uh, which yes, you should really ask somebody. It's like before you go up on stage and and. Especially open their if the ass person's up at to your the resort. crowd. I mean, I know the whole point that Jonah Hill's being a fucking creeper idiot, but like, this person's on vacation 
and Kirsten Bell's tits are almost falling out of the what are the fuck she's wearing. She's wearing this like scoop neck thing that goes down to her belly button. Oh my god. I I if being a small breasted woman in a thing where you're like you can't wear a bra, but you're t- like you're literally an inch away from tit popping out. That's always kind of a brave thing to me. Anyway, a fucking buckethead goes up on stage and starts singing about how I, I want to fuck Kirsten Bell and I fucked her last night. Well, no, it's minutes. it's like it's the song is like I can't believe I'm inside you. Yeah, I've it's all inside it ins- you. I've, I've made, made you it- my queen inside you. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I'm inside you, but it's 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 something. Kirsten Bell's all charmed while Buckethead well, is like pretending to fuck the air and all this stuff. Well, it's sung in that way that like a good parody song is like, oh, I get the double <laughs> entendre they're doing. But this <laughs> yeah. isn't really a double entendre at all. It's just, hey, no, inside it's just saying you. I'm gonna, f- I love fucking you. Let's fuck it's again like, it's ASAP. Like that, it's not quite as on like the uh, the South Park episode where. Cartman starts a, a Christian rock band because he wants to get a platinum record mm-hmm. and uh, he realized you can just change uh, any song's wording to baby to Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of I want to be in you, Jesus. <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's not quite as subtle I as that. This is just like... You up. Yeah. It's just... It's just a little too obvious. I feel like yeah. it could have done something more subtle and funnier, but whatever. The, 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 the funnier thing about that scene is how Kirsten Bell seems to be into it. She's like, like just like nodding her head along like it's a normal song. Well, <laughs> like, despite the fact that he's just very to, vocally singing about how much he wants to fuck her right there. You know? To be fair, Bill, I don't think either of us have ever had anyone sing a song to us. <laughs> for That's us. A good point, actually. I mean, it's true. What do you need to be stone-faced? Like mm, that isn't a, that is a song you have sung for me. Thank you very much. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, then Jason Siegel he gets a fed up with this shit. He walks over to Blue Screen Beach. Yeah. Well, it's probably not Blue Screen because they were they were. It looks. That's the weird it, thing. There's, there's no, a couple it does shots look where it. weirdly enough that like well because they're standing on the sunlit beach but they're kind of in shade but not in a way that makes it look like they're directly under like there's something weird about there's like two or three shots in this scene that look like they were blue like but like but like the, the there's a uh, shots showing them walking up and walking away from from the beach so they're obviously outside at some point but yeah yeah it's know. it's yeah i don't feel like it's blue screen but it could just be the lighting because lighting gets weird at places but yeah, yeah I, I, went don't know. To, I went to the zoo with my son and my wife, because she had a company picnic there, and I took a photo of my son, and <laughs> the, for some reason, the the photo looks like he yeah. is poorly green screened into <laughs> the background. It's weird. Yeah, I think sometimes that just happens if just with the, the light gets with the weird. Light yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, something about it looks kind of like fake. But anyway, so he's he hooks up. Uh, Jason Siegel hooks up with a uh, uh, fat guy who works at the resort. Yeah, he, he, he meets a big bald Samoan on the beach who's like, you look like you need a beer and a hug. And he's like, you're really nice. And he's like, man, you look like you've been going... He, I hear you've been dating... You broke up with Sarah Marshall and the whole fucking island knows. You need to stop talking about that. It's not The Sopranos. That show was canceled. Knock it off. <laughs> and he's like, you want to help me prepare the, the pig for tomorrow's luau? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm a pretty good cook. 
And he's like, okay. And then the smash cut to him having to stab the fuck out of a pig, which is not how you butcher a pig. You don't just stab it like you're yeah. a fucking mafia boss. The fat guy and, like, two of his friends are, like, holding onto this pig, and Jason Siegel's like, running around trying to grab onto this knife, just trying to stab the shit out of this living pig. <laughs> While screaming, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which, I mean, the point is that, like, that's not how you slaughter a pig, but it's just the, like, if you're someone who were forced to suddenly have to, like, kill a luau pig that that's the funniest interpretation of how fucked up it could possibly be but yeah yeah but yeah that's just a non sequitur scene but yeah i mean that that whole thing really doesn't well, need to happen, except for one little plot point later well, it, but it, it i mean it's him becoming like getting to know that that's that guy that native guy that's also he's breaking out of a shell a little bit like yeah i mean there's a little bit of a personal him, him and the, the big black joke. bartender are the, like his two big friends in the movie that are yeah. work at the resort kissy fur will return after these messages hey you got here fast i got a surprise for you peter as you know i love you are you breaking up with me pete are you um <laughs> We're leading different lives. It's like you're standing on the dock and I'm in the lake. Sarah, I swear to God, I'll jump in the lake like a merman. Do you want to put some clothes on? Would you like to pick out the outfit that you break up with me in? Sexy crime fighter Sarah Marshall has been spotted cozying up to singer and notorious Lothario Aldis Snow. <laughs> She's dating somebody. And until I do the same thing, I'm going to feel like I want to die. Hi. Hi. Do you mind not saying that? Do you want to gag me? Kind of now. I had sex with this woman who I barely even know. I'm really scared that I have an STD, Doc. Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Have you noticed you're sitting on a fire truck? <laughs> Everywhere I look, I'm reminded of her. Why don't you go on a vacation? I could go to Hawaii. Welcome to Turtle Bay and enjoy your stay. Peter? What are you doing here? Came here to murder you. This is a disaster. Go someplace else. I'm not leaving here. It'll look like I'm running away. Wait, why are you whispering? You're not following them, are you? Get out of there. <coughs> Peter. You okay? Got hurt, but I know Sarah, and I'm pretty sure I just ruined her day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to grab some dinner, please. Is your girlfriend joining you? No. You just by yourself? Yeah. You want, like, a magazine or something? It's going to be boring. I just would be so depressed. Oi, oi. Why don't you come over and sit with us? Did you see her boyfriend? He is ridiculous. I like her hair. I wonder if the carpet matches her pubes. This spray. Get out of your head. It's really nice out here. Are you gonna jump or what? Come on, Peter. I can see your vagina from here. I'll jump. Universal Pictures presents. My homie over here on this honeymoon. Are you giving to a hard and rough wife? wants me to do certain things. No, no! God would not put a playground next to a sewage system. A comedy about getting left behind. You need to get back on that board. Oh, oh wow, Wait. you got coral on your leg. Can you get out of my leg, please, hotel man? You sound like you're from London. And coming up ahead. I think it's good you're getting out there. I think you need to move just a tiny bit further away from the microphone. Oh. No closer. Oh. Now a little further. Okay. Closer. And then... Oh, I know what you're doing. You <laughs> stop that. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's a great necklace, Liz. Did you have that a second ago? Oh, that's gross. 
But we now return to Kissy Fern. So anyway, it's later that night. Yep. And, uh... He... Let's see. He actually he finally he asked yeah yeah he asked Rachel out. And he should be covered in blood. Yeah, like if they really wanted to take the scene all the way, he should just come back and look like a murder, fucking crazy <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, he asked Rachel out, and she's like, "Oh yeah, sure. A bunch of us are going to some place afterwards, and you should come." And he does, and they hang out at the beach, and they talk, and. Yeah, he's interested she, in her, but she's kind of playing it off like, oh, we're just going to hang out at a party. Because like, he, he seems yeah. to be like, hey, do you want to go on a date? But she's like, oh, yeah, come on, hang out with us. Yeah, a bunch it's, of it's, us it's are been, going down to this place and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's obviously got got, got got dick noodle for her, but she's all being kind of like very like, hey, it's just, it's just like a, a friend's thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk. She came out to Hawaii for some super surfer dude, and three weeks later, she caught him cheating, so she bailed and... She asks him how he likes writing for music for a TV show, and he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's great, it's great. She's like, you hate it, and he's like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I do like how it turns from small talk into actual talk pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, and he's actually writing a rock opera about Dracula, and he's he's a man like anyone else, he, and he just wants love, but anytime he gets close to a lady, he just winds up eating her. Which is the most obvious you know, analogy you could draw, but like it's cute, and I like do like they they put a little button on that analogy at the very end of the movie too. But yeah, but yeah. oh shit, her ex shows up and he starts yelling oh. and arguing yeah, with it's, her. It's she a goes... muscle bound tattooed dude. This guy's not fucking around too. Even though uh, Mila Kunis had only described this guy as uh, as a boy before, yeah. and then yeah, Jason Siegel's like, this guy's your fucking ex boyfriend. Holy shit! And yeah, she and the ex boyfriends just start screaming at each, at each other on the beach about how he's promised that he would never show up here again and it she's turns out, the queen of the beach not him she's the captain yeah. or whatever and and fucking like, ex the ex's buddy is actually the guy same guy who gave uh the joseph uh, gordon Siegel the yeah the joseph gordon gordon level gave him rum uh rum he's like and i know his friend let me talk to him <laughs> which just gets <laughs> which, him a yeah. just gets him a slap in the face and, yeah, and then but, the, then but then Samoa the, Joke shows up. The big guy uh, who killed the pig with him uh, comes in, just starts bitch slapping fools. Just slaps him down. It's actually pretty <laughs> satisfying because it's not even like a super fight slap. It's just like it's almost like WWF quality. Just like yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, and then he pulls Rachel away, and they run off to a bar and grill elsewhere on the island. Yeah, which seems yeah, kind of a bar for everyone who ends ends up working at these resorts and stuff like that because yeah, it's a little more uh, working collar. Just yeah. yeah. Oh, and you see a lot of the natives there and stuff. Yeah, like she says so. she's gonna go grab some more booze, and he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll do it." And she's like, "Oh, don't worry about. It. I'm not that kind of girl." And it's flashbacks to him having to hold Sarah's purse so many times for her. Oh yeah, that's and actually kind of yeah. She says like, "Yeah, you don't have to do it on me." And yeah, the flashbacks. And you know what? It's really weird. This is something I got hung up on. Where there's a moment where she stands up and says, "I'm gonna go get some more beers," and she gets up and she puts her arm. Uh, on a shoulder of the extra lady who's standing right behind her just as she's getting up to get beers, which I thought was kind of funny because then the extra kind of like looks up at her like, hey, what's up? I, I don't know if that was like something Mila Kunis just did on the set or something like, but that's kind of like a nice thing to do just to kind of get like a little bit of physical body language. Bill? I was like, oh, that's kind of, what's up? Why the fuck did I notice that too? Yeah, I, okay. Well, it's, it's not a huge moment or something like that, but like, I don't know if it's, yeah, I just thought it was, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just weird that we both noticed that. that it's a weirdly touchy-feely thing for an actor to do in the middle of a scene like that. So I don't yeah. know. 
Hmm. Yeah. But not in a bad way, but just kind of no. like, oh, okay. It's just weird that we were both like, oh, rah, rah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So yeah, we, we were treated to like a bunch of scenes of Jason Siegel holding Kirsten Bell's bag. At and, a and, different events. and paparazzi tell, on the red carpet telling Sasquatch to get out of the photo. Don't they call Andre the Giant? Get yeah, out of the way. Yeah, Andre the Giant. <laughs> So, <laughs> At least Jason Segel can point fun at himself. Yeah. Uh, um. So he has to pee, so he gets up and goes to the bathroom where there's photos of girls flashing their titties all over the place, including... I guess this is the thing you do at this bar. You get your girl- girlfriend or whoever you're hanging out with drunk and get them to flash their tits, and then the first thing you do is you take it back to this fucking uh, bathroom where it's laminated and posted behind glass, I guess. Yeah, including... No, it's not behind glass. Including Rachel, who tells her, and he goes out and tells her, that, hey, you know your titties are fucking hanging out all over in the bathroom? Because yeah. you know what I want to do while I'm urinating? Stare at some bomb-ass titties. That's what yeah. I want to do while taking a piss. What happens that your dick gets hard halfway through and start it turns your piss turns into cum and it gets actually confusing. <laughs> That's how it happens! <laughs> it's funny! I, it's, it, some ladies, it is funny to hear some ladies will ask you questions about, like, how does that exactly work? Like, will that, like... Judge Bill, you have no room to talk because you know nothing about certain women. That's funny. The rare occasion where the table gets turned, and then I have women asking me stupid questions about how guy shit works. That's when I'm like, well, that's why you like you twist one ball and the pee comes out, and you twist the other ball, and that's when the semen comes out. That's why you got two of them. They're like, you know, like when you've got like the hot and hot and cold faucet turners on on on, on, like a faucet outside your house when you're you know watering the lawn. That's exactly what happens. Mm. <laughs> so, also looking up the trivia for this movie, uh, like the only trivia other than the fact that the, the Dracula vampire play thing was a real thing uh, by Jason Siegel that he had actually tried to make before making this movie was uh, just, just gets repeated a whole bunch that supposedly that is not actually uh, Mila Kunis's tits what? that's supposed to be a body double. I am shocked. Which you know what? But like, there's an like. All the trivia sites are so adamant about that. The part of me kind of wonders, maybe it's not because, A, that's a pretty good Photoshop if it's not, and B, I could totally see Mila Kunis just saying, fuck it, I'll flash my tits and we could just claim it's a body double later. Mm. And But it's one of those things where, like, IMDB doth protest too much. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't know. Anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. Anyway, he yeah. tells her, and he's like, you want me to take it? And she's like, yeah, my jackass ass ex-boyfriend made me do that he's like why do we take it down and she's like oh fuck no that that bartender right there that put it up he would he kill would, you he yeah. would literally kill you i'm not joking he would he would murder you and um so then she's like but i got a surprise for you and eyes for a moment i thought she was gonna lift her shirt and show him his t- her tits <laughs> for a moment i was like mm, no but it's actually very nice sweeter than that so he, he they call him to stage because it's this bar has a stage and and he yeah. has to sing one of his it's songs. Like a race platform in the corner, really. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't really want to, but he does, and it's 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 as good as you think it would be. Yeah, it's essentially he's singing Dracula's theme song and from his rock opera about Dracula, about how he wants to kill Van Helsing, but he can't die himself. And this is why you gotta always find out people's skill levels and shit before you just <laughs> invite them to do something in public. Yeah. You have to have some experience about this, because how do you know he wasn't just lying about having written that rock opera, 
or like or anything. Yeah, there's a thousand things that could go wrong with that. But because it's a movie, it works out okay. And the whole time, Mila Kunis is like having a face journey about how how like involved uh, emotionally she is with uh, th- this song. She's all like, oh. yeah, he's serious about it. But some people think it's a comedy and laugh about it. But yeah. some people are like, oh, what the fuck? It's a gamut of emotions. But he's very goofy on stage because he's. <laughs> I did not expect, like, when he said it was a Dracula song, I did not ha- expect him to be. St- talking, like, singing like the Count from Sesame Street. Like, oh, I'm singing the song. I want to kill Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cute, actually. She drops him off at the hotel. They both had a great time. He leans in for a kiss, but she backs up a little bit and says she doesn't, and want, to, like, doesn't want to complicate it's... things. He says, and ah, I... don't worry about it. I like they don't turn into a huge emotional beat. It's not like they suddenly play, like, sad music and he's all like... Like walking away from the car afterwards, like with like sad Charlie Brown music. He like he rolls with that punch, and it doesn't get awkward. And I'm like, oh okay, this actually. I mean, you know, he's gonna end up with Mila Kunis at the end. But what? I like inst- like this like the fact that like he leans in for a kiss and she 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 uh, rejects him. Like it's not a huge. It's not even a rejection really. She's just like I mean, she seems honest in that she's saying she doesn't she doesn't want to make things complicated, and he just kind of goes with it, and it's not a big thing. I was like, okay, that's that's surprisingly mature for this character in this movie a little bit. I kind of like that. Yeah. He's not happy about it. He's still like, uh And, you know, he ends up talking about it later, but I don't know. I don't know. I thought this movie was going to be more sad sack about it. Because he's been so sad. Oh, well, and of course, he's walking back to his suite and fucking Kirsten Bell and Buckethead are in a hammock. And they're being all cutesy. And that kind of makes him a little sad again. But, yeah. Wow. But at least You know, no, Phil, if you had to guess, uh, how many years apart would you say Mila Kunis and Jason Segel are apart? Oh Christ! Is that a thing? I no. I just want to see. Because you would what, think like maybe I, I five at what, the most. I want to see what your actual guess. No, I want you to not. Don't try to use deduction to try to figure it out. How many years apart do you, you, Bill Mudrin? Okay, if you're think commenting on this, Mila Kunis I'm and Jason Segel are apart. I'm gonna guess twelve. Twelve, 12 years, years apart. Yeah. Uh, when do you think Jason Siegel was born? What year? <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the horror show route and assume that he was born in 1975 because that was making him as old as I am. Nah, he's he's not as old as you. Oh thank God! Oh no, that's worse. Actually, I should be like, no, okay, yeah. He was born in 1980. Oh really? Okay, that's not too bad. So Mila Kunis. God, I don't even want to know. She's because actually she's been popular for a long time. Yes, but she's actually older than I thought she was. Oh no, she's like born in eighty-five. She born in eighty-three. It's not too bad. No. Oh, so it's only three years difference between the yeah, two. Yeah, I would have thought it was like twelve okay, or like something, considering how much hotter like, she is than him. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the average for couples that straight couples that I know. It seems to be like two or three year age difference between the guy and the girl. Okay, that's not that bad. Oh, so she's exactly the same age as all the women I know now who are freaking out about getting close to 40. And Kristen Bell was born in 1980. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she old lady. (laughs) (laughs) She Jason Segel twin. (laughs) That's exactly. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, okay. Whereas Russell Brand was born in 1975. He's old as fuck. Oh, wow. Oh, no. It means I could have been pretending to have sex with Kristen Bell if I had made different life choices. Yes, exactly uh, I, what that means. I could have been fucking her butt in a fake movie. Oh no! <laughs> so, or fake fucking her butt. Uh, it is weird in that scene where he's pretending to fuck her butt, like it's just a big foam rubber ass. Mm. Like they got a stunt ass for Kristen Bell, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
<laughs> so he goes. Jason Siegel. He, he goes yeah, inside. He's... He goes to a bar, and Paul Rudd's there, and the awkward, awkward newlywed uh, dude. And uh, yeah, the, this is awkward the, newlywed dude's time to shine. Uh, the, well, the, fucking the, Paul Rudd seems to have totally forgotten who who a uh, fucking. Uh, Jason Siegel is, because, like, Jason Siegel's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, well, your name's, like, I don't know, he, he does yeah, something you work this in the bank! Oh, you're the Kaiser Permanente guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, and, man, they, like, you gave me, like, a lesson yesterday. And the bartender's like, that wasn't a date, that was customer service. And, uh, the newlywed kid complains about the fucking, it's not fun. She wants him to do the this nasty is, things. If he's Flanders, this is when he turns into Rod and Todd for a moment. Why would yeah. God put a playground next to a septic tank? <laughs> you know what? I have to agree with that. You he's know, not I, wrong. Ah, fuck that. Um, I mean, but, I'm not saying you can't stick your, 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 stick, your stick in some stink. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't sometimes slash around in the septic tank and get a little <laughs> shitty. Well, that's the thing, is that, like, what happens when the septic tank feels better than the playground, though? You know it's shitty, but it feels so good, whereas the playground, it's nice and safe, but it's kind of loosey-goosey. I thought they were going to go with the obvious thing here, is it make him gay, but they don't. Well, that's, yeah, no, and, like, yeah. So but kudos start, for them like, on that. He does start, like, punching himself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> about, like, why does the fucking not, why is fucking not fun? Why is fucking not fun? And... Yeah. Well, like I said on a previous podcast, I did. My, I do know somebody who knew a Mormon couple who oh, thought God. that you had you put the penis in the belly button. Because <laughs> that's like what ten-year-olds believe before they even hear anything about. So oh my God. yeah, yeah. You cannot know. Although it seems I mean, like I his, it seems like his new wife knows plenty. Man, actually, if you could turn the belly button to another hole. All right, moving on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, with that, his new wife comes what up and leaves him to bed. What if you just make a jello mold bed. and tie it to your stomach? A and, fuckable jello mold. And Paul Marad says, I like her hair. I wonder if her carpet matches the pubes. Which, I'm assuming that's just the goofy man did on the set, because it's just like Paul Rudd. It's hard to tell with Paul Rudd what's written and what's not, because Paul Rudd's always a goddamn space cadet in every movie he's in. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, uh, Sarah gets a phone call. On her Motorola brand phone, and finds out <laughs> that her that NBC brand show, <laughs> her show has been canceled. No. Oh no! Oh, and the other little bit of trivia found out about this movie is that supposedly she found out that Veronica Mars had been canceled the day before they shot this, so some of this is not actually acting. She was on Veronica Mars. You never saw Veronica Mars? That was like the first that that, that was her thing for the longest time. She was I've never seen Mars. one second of Veronica Mars, excluding advertisements, and I don't even know if I've seen an advertisement for <laughs> Veronica Mars. I can't vouch for Veronica. Veronica Mars was good back in the day. I saw the first season. I didn't see other, other seasons, but Have that was such an early 2000s show that I don't know if that holds up if mm, you go back now. It's no Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is the shit. <laughs> I like Gilmore. Again, I need to go back and see it again, but I remember so, I had good times with Gilmore Girls. So she tells Snow, and he thinks that's good because she wanted to move on to movies and shit, and, and you know, he's going to go <sighs> on a this? world tour, and now she can come with him, and she's like, I can't go. I'm a working actress. And he's like, yeah, you're not anymore. <laughs> I do like he has no idea what a dipshit thing he said was. Yeah. And she's all, this is the scene that in the movie starts turning her towards being more of a sympathetic character. Yeah. And that she's going to get getting kicked in the nuts. And this is when the cracks start, start to form between her and Buckethead. 
and, and this is happening. Jonah Hill shows up, being all with a, shows up with a cake, yeah, with the hotel, some champagne. The hotel kind of sent a cake. It's totally not from him, and it's totally from the hotel. And, and yeah, Jonah Hill totally not paying attention to the fact that Russell Brand doesn't drink, but so he brings champagne. Yeah. And he also brought a CD of his own music for well to he, give Russell Brand. She, uh, Sarah asked Snow uh, when he was going to tell her about the world tour, and he's like, I'm telling you now. And she's like, well, that's not the same as telling me when you first found out about it. He's like, yeah, but I didn't tell you about my herpes either because it wasn't. it's not proven. It's just oh, it's, it's yeah. not inflamed. Okay. So I didn't yeah. need to tell you about it. And then... Oh, Joe- that means... Oh, poor... She got she got scorched earth policy now. Oh, she's then, forever, forever tainted. <laughs> Jonah Hill gives uh, awkward uh, gives Snow his demo CD that has his faces printed all over it. Yeah, that's cute. I guess. And then Russell uh, Brand like <laughs> begrudgingly takes it. He's like, "I'll listen to this if, as soon as you get the fuck out of here." And yeah. then fucking he just runs away, and that's yeah. that and, scene's over. Later, Peter goes to a bar, and Sarah's there. She tells her that Scrum... It's the black guy's bar. This used yeah. to be, like, there's the luau in this bar, and that's, like, nine-tenths of this film. Yep, she tells him the crime scene is canceled, and he asks if she's all right. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, you can be honest with me. And she's like, she's freaked out, because the only actresses that make it, there, make it anymore show their cooters, and she's not prepared for that. She can't do practic- plastic surgery, because she'll tip over... And that was kind of true. That's funny. He says she'll be fine. She has a long career of her ahead of her. She's got like four years till she's thirty. And which, uh, yeah, that, yeah, well, that's funny. It, now that this movie's ten years old, now yeah, I, I he guess they'll manage to survive. He says he's screwed, but uh, he'll be fine. He's been stealing yeah, money that point, from her I for years. I forgot that like the cancellation of the show actually picks him more than her because it like, does have picked him. I picked him. I my <laughs> English is hard. No, it's fine. I grew up in Venezuela. I have been fucking up words this entire episode. But yeah, so yeah, I totally forgot that. Like, yeah, I didn't even parse that as like, oh yeah, I forgot he worked on this sh- on that same show. So, although as a musician, you should, you should probably as a freelance musician, it should probably shouldn't be that hard to keep on. I mean, also it didn't seem like yeah, but he's not he a very be, good musician. Yeah. Musician. Well, he's not a very yeah. good musician. I don't know what a musician is, but damn it, he's a good one. I can't believe it's not musician. It's a musician. Anyway. <laughs> so, but they actually kind of reconnect a little bit, and she yeah, touches his hand. She says it's all. He's always made her laugh and ball. Yeah, and then suddenly flashes back to him playing songs for her, and she's terrible about giving him props. She's like. Don't make me listen to that. Song I don't again. understand it, but it's really good. Just please don't play it for me again. Yeah, and so. then he's like, "Oh God, you were terrible to me." And it's funny because like he's trying to be nice to her, but then he just realizes, "Oh God, yeah." It's just more proof about what, yeah, their relationship was always kind of terrible. And, and also, Snow is on the beach teaching the newlywed kid how to fuck. Yeah. Oh, while playing giant chess. Yeah. <laughs> giant beach chess with that. That was kind of funny. And they so they use some of the chess pieces. They're kind of pretending to fuck the chess pieces. And stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, waka waka waka. A quick conversation with the stepbrother that nothing happens. It just they didn't just make jokes about making his again wife look squash like face. I guess he's just there to get a pay. I don't know why. Yeah, oh, it's just more sure. improv chances. Oh, there's a whole thing where like his wife. She's trying to speak into the microphone of the, of of yeah, it's, and so there's a whole blowjob pearl it's necklace chunky. thing. 
Yeah, which I, I actually did laugh at the pearl necklace thing, the fact that she was so blind to, like, what they're talking about. The fact that, the fact that Squash Face has to explain to her, like, what the joke was. You think she'd be a little more on the ball about that, but anyway. anyway. And that's, I think, I think Bill Hader's contribution <laughs> to the movie ends right there. More or less, yeah. yeah. Uh, later, Peter runs into Rachel, and she invites him out that night. He's confused, because he thought that last night, derba derba do, and she's like, get out of your head. And he says it would be cool to have a friend hanging out with. And he's going to go to some lookout point somewhere and invite her oh, to tag along. And this is, since she yeah. apparently works at the most lax hotel on Hawaii, <laughs> she can just leave with him at a moment's notice. Well, also the way, I mean, she's on duty. She's at the front desk, but she's not standing behind the desk. She is, like, leaning against the desk, and she yells at him. She know, she doesn't call him sir. I wonder if she's off duty, because she's like, hey, Peter. And she's like, I'm Dracula. That's just funny as hell. And she's yelling this across the lobby. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess she's off duty because if she were on duty, like you think she'd be like, at least that shit's funny as hell, sir, or something yeah. like that. But she's obviously just. Yeah, but before but... they can leave, Sarah sees them having a good time. Oh no, she might oh, be getting no. jealous and realizing she still has feelings for Peter. It's so sad, yeah. And black guy shows up and he's like talking about, hey, I'm gonna go scuba diving, and nobody wants like, to go scuba diving with me. God, what the hell is? Kristen Bell wearing? She's like wearing this knitted dress that barely covers up her cooter. <laughs> she, I, she almost had to show her cooter in this movie. Jesus. Bell, I think you have an obsession. Yeah. No, and again, I don't want to be that guy who's talking about what women look like and they're, what they're wearing in a movie, but like, yeah, anyway, so. I have my crushes. I have my, anyway, shut up, Bell. That's fine. So next shot You're is allowed Mila to Kunis have crushes. and Mila so they Kunis go and Jason Segel go to a beach, like, yeah. Like well, a, the most unrealistic thing in, in the whole movie happens. They go to this uh, beautiful lookout point, and there is not another tourist to be seen within miles. I was kind of wondering about that. I wonder how hard it was just even to film this to clear out all the other tourists. I mean, I'm assuming the look. I don't know what the off season for Hawaii is, but like, we yeah. tried to go to one spot, and the backup of cars was so bad. We said it, it would have been like a ten mile, ten minute walk to the top. But yeah. it would have been like a 15 or 20 minute drive. <laughs> and we were Jesus less Christ, like, yeah. fuck that. Well, let's not. Man, after the apocalypse, we can all go to Hawaii and just like, hang out by ourselves and just have it all. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, man. But oh. it is beautiful. It's like beautiful. It looks like a cartoon postcard of Hawaii. It's blue, blue, blue ocean and just like pretty background. Mila Kunis got tiny little pants on. She jumps yeah. in the water. She's like, hey, well, I want you to put tiny little pants on, jump in the water with me. <laughs> she asks him what he's going to do now that his sh show's done and I, if he's going to work on Dracula. And he says, it's not that easy. And they do some metaphor about ju jumping off this rock and, his, and it wouldn't oh, hurt yeah. as bad as if as they hurt us. And she's like, okay, well, jump then. And she jumps into the water and asks him if he's going to jump too because i can see your vagina from here i can see your hoo-ha <laughs> oh no and he jumps but almost he jumps he kind of like half cartwheels but he falls gets, he yeah chickens at the last second grabs onto some vines mm -hmm. he's worried about dying even yep. though even if you fall i mean i i guess you could just continue mm -hmm. to fall and like hit the rocks on the way down but no yeah, that would have been bad out. because when he does land in the water you do see like there are rocks that he would have landed on Oh. But uh, she just says, hey, use your legs to push off the uh, the cliff. 
and yeah. just land. Yeah, just jump away from he the rocks. The, and you'll be okay. He counts to three and does it, and he lands in the water, and they are like, "Ha ha ha! That was fun!" And then she kisses him, and oh, it is a very nice and spontaneous and. Yeah, the movie doesn't play it up as too much of a thing, because it's not, like, super deep romantic kiss of the century. It's just, like, cute smoosh, and, yeah, and he's, and she kind of, like, fl uh, flirts away, and then he's just <laughs> and all, then like, she, Yeah, she uh, swims away, and he's like, wait a second, she's, she's Mayla Kunis, and I'm Jason Segel, what happened? That fucker. That ugly fucker <laughs> said, I'm gonna write a movie where Mila Kunis and fucking Kirsten Bell are all, like, mm. Jason Siegel, maybe I can bet him multiple occasions. That does beg the question, Bill. If you if you were writing this movie and yeah. you cast yourself as the lead in it, who would be yeah. your two women that were fighting over you like this? I mean, I'm already fine with it just being exactly the way it is. <laughs> I mean, we get rid of all the other actors and stuff. We replace them with better people like people I know, but yeah. Well, I'm just talking no, about the two ladies. No, I would obviously not have a problem with, like, 2008 Kirsten Bell being half-naked and fucking <laughs> Mila Kunis being all... Anyway, yeah. Mm, I think I'd go with... If we had to do it now... Yeah. With the resources that I have, like, you know, whoever I could hire, I guess, for, for 10 cents an hour. But yeah. I think I'd go with... Even though she's older now, I, I'd have her put on a little more weight so she doesn't look like a sack of antlers. Get yeah. uh, Jennifer Connelly in there. Sack of antlers? <laughs> she's like, too you're thin not now. wrong. She has. She, well, it's she not like she's to too put skinny, on some but like, she has sharp features. Yeah. She is. A sack of antlers is not the worst way to put she's it. She's a that, beautiful like, sack Which I think of is antlers. actually great. I mean, she's like turned into like. Oh man, yeah, she's a magnificent get, turning into a witch of a lady. It's great. Get me uh, her and uh, have her fight over me and uh, what's her butt uh, for Mad Men. Uh, oh, Christina, Christina Hendricks. Hendricks. Yeah. You get the pointy in the round fighting yeah. over you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not a bad Jesus Christ. <laughs> I blew your choices out of the water. I mean, those are choices. I mean, those choices also would have worked a decade ago too. Yeah, no, that's not like. Hmm. <laughs> huh. Give you something to think about. I mean, really, like, like you could listen to days. It'd be more like which, like, I would have had two separate harems of women going. I was celebrity women, like <laughs> Alexandra Daddario and Allison Brie in this corner, and over here. So anyhow. Anywho. <laughs> out of yeah, the... I again, I would not have a problem with the. With the, the yeah, I wouldn't either. As, as, uh, anyway, and Kristen Bell can tell me what happens in Frozen Two. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, so I want to see what's going on. The guy who killed the pig with wakes him up in his hotel room, uh, saying he knocked a bunch, but he was really out. Yeah, and there's the a little bit where we also see that like the fucking religious couple just like non sequitur like are like actually having a good time fucking now. Yeah. And yeah. Just yeah. That's just, the, yeah. Dakota Fanning's coming, and she loves that room, so he needs to get <laughs> out of it. Uh, but they found him another room he can stay in. And he says that's good because he'd like to spend more time with Rachel. And there's Kleenex all over the bed. And the guy's like, are those happy Kleenexes or sad? <laughs> Which that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So. Uh, and then Jason Siegel's like, uh, I'm not, I neglect to say. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll clean up. So, uh. That's it, turns, it turns out his new room is right next to Sarah's room. It was the oh, only one. And they're oh. reading next to each other and stuff. And yeah, and they're, and they're trying to read magazines and they're mocking each other. Just being like, me, me, pee, pee, pee. So now he wants to surf. He's ready to learn. So he tries and tries and tries. And then elsewhere, Sarah goes and asks Rachel. So there's a good place for sushi around town. And she gives her a map. And then Sarah tells Rachel that it's, she saw him with Peter, and she's really glad he's keeping him company. 
or she's keeping her company and they start telling each other how pretty the other one is and then Sarah says Peter's a great guy a really great guy and she gets all teary eyed and she's leaving she's not watching her huh? I just love your your dramatic reaction <laughs> I'm sitting there watching the scene, and I'm just like, oh, two pretty ladies talking. I wonder what they're trying to set up here. Hmm. Yeah. On the weed, Again. Wa- on the water, Peter runs into snow. He's floating around on his surfboard, and he says, I was going through Sarah's iPod and through the other dreck that's on there. I did find one piece of music that I quite liked. Oh, iPod. For and some it- reason, I thought he was talking about the demo that fucking Jonah Hill gave him. Okay, that oh, makes no. more sense if he's just talking about the iPod. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It turns out it was your song. He's kind of a uh, dark, gothic Neil Diamond. And Peter's like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's just what I was going for. <laughs> fuck, you're cool. I mean, I hate you for so many reasons, but you're really fucking cool. And uh, I can see why Sarah likes you. He says, yeah, no counting for taste. Well, she was with me for five years. Yeah, you got four on me there, mate. He's like, oh, what? Yeah, and then Jason Siegel does math. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I thought you knew. Don't be mad. Oh, come on, man. And Peter splashes him with water. He's like, oh, the rules of the ocean, mate. And he's like, what about the rules of being mad? You don't fuck with me. Go. And then he uses the power of anger to actually get on his board and surf. And oh, he I didn't even notice that. I think I was checking my email at this point. I was like, oh, bucket heads on TV. I don't care. And then he runs over Snow, who's just sitting there on his board still. And uh, they both okay. go. I really did not even pay attention to that. Okay. Peter pulls Snow out of the water and carries him to shore. And he shouts for Paul Rudd to come over and and because to help because snow has some coral stuck in his leg and he can't oh pull. okay but yeah. paul rudd's like can't touch him man hotel policy and peter's like well then get, go call the front desk and he goes off to call the front desk and uh snow asks peter pull it out don't if it's not bleeding don't pull it out that's because like- yeah you should know that that's i mean I, russell brand is irrationally being like you got to pull it out you got to pull it out i'm like yeah no that's hmm yeah. And exactly what ha- the reason why you don't pull it out is exactly what happens. That uh, the, the the makeup here is actually surprisingly good. He pulls out the co- uh uh the the coral and just gallon <laughs> pretty decent gallon like gallon of blood comes pouring out of that wound. Yeah. Yeah. Did not and expect this to which, be a, a little bit of a horror movie in the middle of this movie. Which makes Peter faint quite well. Yeah. Goddamn Dracula musical. You think it'd be a little bit better with blood, but yeah. How are you with blood? Ah, uh, pretty good. I'm fine with blood. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> trying to th- I worked at a place and I had my finger sliced open. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went to my boss. I was like, cut my finger open pretty bad. He was like, oh, yeah. oh let's go to the bathroom, clean that. Let's clean it off with the sink. It was. It, I I, need, I actually needed to go to the hospital and get stitches for it. Yeah. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? It's terrible. I think the most blood I've ever been exposed to was my own when I was in high school. I got bricked in the head. I mm. uh, got in a fight with some, my, my sisters and her friends. Uh, like we got in a fight and they, they like clocked me in the right that's right in the hairline with a brick. And oh man, the head because heads bleed like crazy. I didn't realize that until this happened. I was I wound up being covered in my own blood, and I should, probably should have gone to the hospital to see if I needed stitches, but I never did. Mm. Uh, but like. Literally, for my sh- this I just explains my shoes. everything. Yeah, 
There's some brain damage. <laughs> oh, I was a concert pianist before that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, no, I had, I had like some white British knights that I had to throw away because they were soaked with blood, mm. even though it was a head wound. I was literally soaked from head to, and like I kept my shirt from that and after it dried, it like became stiff as a board with my own blood. Nice. And it didn't hurt. It, I mean, it, it more hurt from, I probably got a, a mild concussion from it, but like the cut itself didn't hurt, but like I said, just so much blood it was... I'm kind of surprised I didn't pass out, but... Yeah, yeah that's actually probably the most blood I've been exposed to in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, yeah I've never... I don't think I've ever seen... I've seen other people get hurt and stuff like that, but not like... I mean, I've seen the results I of accidents. Got, I, got, I got bloody noses all the times when I was a kid, so blood doesn't yeah, that really be bother really me rough. at all. Um, w once or twice, like, I remember... Actually, maybe actually the second most blood I've ever seen in real life. Uh, there was a retarded kid who got hit by a truck. Bill? <laughs> Right. No, I'm just saying. Or he, he was he was an exceptional person. Got hit by a truck outside of the magazine shop that I was went to as a kid, and I just happened to show up like right after, like maybe half an hour after the accident happened, and mm. you could see all the blood from where like I don't know if he died or what, but like yeah, there was a hole in the street that they were had cordoned off. There was a lot of blood, and so yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, uh, Peter's not very good with blood because he faints like crazy. <laughs> he does faint, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then uh, he wakes up in uh, Snow and Sarah's room, and she's there, and she just wanted to make sure he wasn't alone when he woke up. <sighs> Jason Siegel's got little nipples. He's got little poofy <laughs> nipples, too. Snow's sleeping in the background, and he's like, hey, you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something, a real laugh riot? He told me you've been fucking him for a year while we were together. And she's like, oh, I do. That is oh, pretty much shit. how he presents it, too. And she's like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Genie's out of the bag. Yep. And uh, she asked him to sit. So he sits, but not because she, uh, she asked him to sit because he wants to sit. <laughs> Pedantic, ugly Jason Siegel. And he tells her to cut the bullshit and be honest with him. So she does. She says she she tried she, it got really hard to take care of him when he stopped taking care of himself and she yeah. tr she tried to get him out of the house and do something this is really, but he, I mean, this is, he wanted this to is be the heart on of the movie. this is a really nice scene there was a week yeah. where he only wore sweatpants every single day which yeah. why you gotta blow up a man's sweatpants shade come on as long as he either cleaned them at some point or at least changed into a couple different sweatpants because I, I am the king of uh, Mr. I'll wear jeans for like three days in a row, but even I'll recognize that after a couple, like, you can get away with a couple days, but not like a week. Yeah. And, she, and he says he tried hard, and it would have been nice if she tried too. And she's like, oh, fuck you. I did try. I talked yeah. to my therapist. I talked to my mom. I took relationship seminars, took sex seminars. And, but he was too stupid to notice. And she couldn't drown with him anymore. And it's important in a relationship to talk to everybody but the person you're in the relationship with yeah i mean yeah i mean this is obviously being written by jason siegel from the perspective of i guess linda cardellini like he's he's retroactively seeing everything that he did wrong so like uh, yeah 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 like what's the point of going to like a relationship counselor if you're not if you're not gonna if you're not both not going to a relationship counselor, to talk I mean, about presumably she would have. You would think that she would have asked him to, and then maybe like he declined to do it, or. But yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, but anyhow, he is hurt. That's not the point. It's 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 mostly just like yeah, just showing how much of a wreck Jason Siegel really was. Although it did in the next scene though, 
uh, Kirsten Bell is talking to somebody, and there's a whole flashback about oh, what a sweet. Oh, what she's well, got, like he uh, hurts. He he's hurt, and he leaves and goes to yeah, his he's... room next door. And then uh, later, Snow is looking at himself in the mirror, and Sarah's like, ah, "I thought you were gonna wear the shirt that I bought you." And he's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna wear this one." And he's a, he minus Tommy Bahama, but this shirt tonight is gonna be the one. Mm, and she it's has like a, this crappy, like muscle tee, see-through, like, see-through see mesh. It's exactly the kind thing. of shirt you think Russell Brand would wear. Yeah, yeah. And she has a flashback to all the times Peter wore ugly ass shit she bought Some for him. Truly horrendous things. Like, yeah. yeah, and gets all teary eyed, and and yeah. he comes out uh, gonna put on lipstick and feels bad, so he puts a, on the shirt, which is arguably a better looking shirt than the one he was gonna wear, even if it's it not is, a great shirt. Even if it is a touristy Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah, he's dressed like Sully from the Uncharted games, but it's not. Yeah, at least he doesn't look like. Like, at least you can't see his dancers. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's dressed like, like in the other shirt. He looked like he was dressed like one of the Zootopia dancing tigers from the Antelopes band. But yeah. So they go to the normal luau restaurant where they keep yeah. going. <laughs> the luau and, set that they gotta keep on using because this is a small budget comedy film. And they run into Peter and Rachel. Where to be polite, Peter says, "Oh, you're welcome to join us if you want." And Sarah's like, "Sure, yeah, great." And they walk to the table, and he's like, I didn't think in a million years she'd see yes. And Rachel's like, I did. And those ladies, they know I'm all right. Yeah. And Sarah's, like, speaking to Buckethead, and she's like, oh, like, I, like, I, shit, I didn't mean to accept. Cause, well, yeah, no, like, she's ah. like, I didn't want to be rude and not accept. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. And then they, they talk shit at the table, drinking more and more wine as the night goes is on. Is there such and... a thing as a magical, was it magical pixie dream girl? Is there such a thing as the magical sultry girl? Because that's kind of like what Mila Kunis is, because she uh, seems to be way smarter about relationships than anyone else in this movie. Uh, and that, I mean, she's not is she? Magnet. I feel like uh, she fits that stereotype of, like, the tough Bronx girl, only without the disgusting Bronx accent. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking? Man, I was watching last season of Venture Brothers last night, and they introduced a new character named Serena, who is totally like, hello there. I mean, she doesn't quite sound like Dr. Girlfriend, but she does have, She does have the super thick, like, oh, Monarch's gonna kill us kind of thing, you know, like, oh. Uh, she doesn't sound like Dr. Girlfriend, just talking like this all the time. Yeah, exactly, like a, yeah. A lady with a nice whiskey voice. Exactly, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's what she sounds like. But she's got the, the super thick, yeah. Anyway, it's funny that you just even bring that up, because I was like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, oh, anyway. That is a hot character, too, speaking about another hot fictional lady, but yeah. So they, talk, they talk at the table, uh, getting drinking wine, and uh, <sighs> this Snow, is a weird scene. Snow and Peter bond a little over talking about how shitty some movie Sarah was in, and it was terrible because mobile phones Which? were killing people. I guess that it's, they're talking about, a, like, this is a parody of a movie called Pulse that came out. Uh, that it was about cell phones that kill people, starring Kirsten Bell. Oh. So that's supposed to be the joke. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and so of course Sarah Marshall's just getting over like... I, and well, I, Rachel, Rachel I, liked I, yeah, it too, they both liked yeah. it. And uh, it gets awkward, and Sarah says as much like, well, this is awkward. And yeah. they get more wine, Snow drinks cranberry juice, and the three of them are drunk, and Snow is talking about how fucking... It, how fucking it's good, and he is, has the right to fuck anyone at any time. 
Which and is weird, because you think this would be so I mean, he's an asshole, but you think this would be something you'd say to after a couple drinks, or you think this is building up to... And they're literally showing that, like, Jonah Hill's carting away, like, buckets of empty wine bottles. Yeah. Uh, and they keep on getting more wine just to show how much they've been drinking. But no, Russell Brand, he's just still sober as anything, but he just goes off on this diatribe. Yeah, about, yeah, he just wants to fuck everything. And... I think yeah, that's so just Sarah who he is. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he is a, he is a dipshit, but, like... It just, like, again, the drinking thing, like, they set that up to be a little bit of a subplot, and you think that would tie into the scene somehow, but no, it's just, you know, yeah, he he's just naturally an asshole. Yeah, he accidentally spells his cranberry juice on his shirt. Oh, no, it's ruined. Jonah Hill's very quick to help him clean it. Yeah. And, and even Sarah Marshall's like, you know, she gets some seltzer water to fix that, and he's like, oh, oh if anything, I've probably made this shitty shirt better. Yeah. And of course, Sarah Marshall's all hurt and shit, and yeah. And a uh, big gooey cake that looks so fucking good comes out, and <laughs> oh, I gotta see this cake. And uh, and Rachel and Peter feed each other it, and they throw Sarah some shade before Rachel kisses Peter, and really sticks it to that Sarah. They oh yeah, and uh, Jonah asks Snow if he listened to his demo, and he's like, no, I've got my instincts, they weren't good. <laughs> You him. gave it to me, and I continue with my life. Yeah, and he's... That is a pretty good cake. Yeah, Jonah Hill just silently oh, is wow. like... Oh, wow, Mila Kunis and moist chocolate cake. That is... <laughs> I think he's, I just saw my new pornography. He's just very much quietly like, I'm not raising my voice at you right now, because my boss would hear me, and he'd <laughs> fire is... me, but I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. You're a yeah. dickhead. I bought all of your albums, but you didn't listen to my demo. I fucking hate you. You're an asshole. He goes off. It turns out he's actually just playing his character from the 21 Jump Street movies. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I forgot, I've actually seen those two, and I actually do enjoy this, so... I've again, only seen the first one. I like the first one. But, of I course, forgot it's, that I've actually seen Jonah Hill and things that I like. It's the fucking... Yeah. It's it's the Lego movie guy, so of course it's good. Yeah. I haven't seen anything those... I need to, I, I need to see... Uh, what's his name? The uh, high school one. But uh, Oh, yeah, the Clone High. Jump Street. No, oh, Clone, Clone High. Oh, you... Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll do that eventually. Episodes. Um, it's so weird they had to reshoot Solo because Jonah Hill was originally playing Solo, <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, so, Rachel and Peter burst into their his room and they're making out and he... he just to cover his bases, he asks if he's not too drunk, if she's not too drunk, and she says to relax, and they start banging. And yeah. for being she's, a she's very... A, she doesn't even take her dress off, she's just, yeah. For being a very expensive resort, uh, where all these movie stars and shit come, the walls are surprisingly, uh, not soundproof at all. Especially if they're, well, I guess they're no longer in the in the Oprah suite, but, like, it's, this probably should still be a pretty good suite, considering it's Russell Brand, like, it should be, like, the Oprah suite junior, at least, yeah. but... Yeah, no, fucking Kirsten Bell is sleep like she was sleeping in the room next door and she gets woken up by fucking Jason Siegel fucking Mila Kunis, which that's that's a fairy tale. But like <laughs> again, just see the words coming out of my mouth, I'm like, how do you trick people into doing that? Um yeah. but yeah. Your tongue just turned black. Yeah, I just I can't say that lie out loud and not want to shoot myself. But But uh she she Uh she tells she Russell Brand to make love head, to her. And she's and like, yeah, let, yeah, make love she, to me. And he's like, all right, but you climb on top of me because I'm not good. And she climbs on top, she just starts faking it like crazy and screaming yeah, and yelling. she starts riding him pretty hard, yeah. And uh, he realizes what she's doing <laughs> and is like, all right, I'm done, off you go, and pushes her off. And 
she's like, what the fuck? And he thinks uh, she's not over Peter and that he made a mistake coming there with her and Oh yeah, this all is that. Big, yeah, he's gonna head back to England without her. And, and she's really, well, yeah. she's like, oh, you should, you should see you. I'm more tattoos and seven And walks away. She was talking, and uh, he says the sex they had was terrible. And if he wanted to watch her act poorly, he'd watch her TV show. But he can't because it's canceled. What a dick. <laughs> she makes fun of his tattoos, and he's like, "All right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah." These are culturally, yeah, they're culturally at odds with uh, with each other. Yeah, it does not like, make oh. you a citizen of the world. It makes yeah. you. Jackass. Oh, her impression of him is pretty fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll go on from England. He's like, "All right, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna push off and take off tomorrow." And let's see oh where is sparkle and she yeah she makes most tattoos he's gonna leave the island in the morning and she says he hates his music and he says you know i'll fuck the housekeeper and uh rachel and peter are cuddling and he says he really likes spending time with her she says she knows she likes spending time with him too (laughs) i do like the fact they're still not i mean they're not technically dating though i mean i guess they're just friends with benefits but yeah which, yeah. like, I was a little bit surprised that, like, Mina Kunis gets all, like, all super sappy in a couple minutes, but, yeah. So, the next morning he wakes up, and she's leaving, and uh, Peter says he meant what he said a lot in the prior evening, and she says, she know, she meant it too. And now his life is back on track, and he doesn't yeah. even have his morning rum drink. Yeah. He's gonna go watch some Rando's wedding and be like, yeah, you gotta be married. And it would be great if you like, gonna, before you leave, could you make me a whole box of cereal? And she's like, what? He's going to hang out in a hot tub with a bunch of people and laugh. He's going to have fun with kids in the pools. Yay. Yeah, and, this is the Jason Siegel finally has a life montage. He runs into snow when he's leaving and learns that him and, Ray, or him and uh, Sarah broke up. Snow says he doesn't know how he survived five years with her. He wouldn't say she's a Hitler, but she's like a little Hitler. He, he's he's got to go now. He's got to go and fuck his driver. And uh, that's he just leaves the picture at that point, right? Yep. Like that's whenever, it yeah, for him. Okay, yeah. Goodbye. It's weird that he and Siegel actually leave on a relatively like they don't fight or anything like that. Concerning all the rotten shit that like Jason Siegel is now private to, to this guy thinking and saying and shit like that. But yeah, it's interesting. There's no like. Technically, this guy is the author of all of his pain. You think Jason Siegel would be a little more of a fuck you moment at the end of this, but well, you know, it's it's. I think it might be they part ways amicably. It might be the thing where like, I don't. I never understand people that find out somebody's cheating on them and get mad at the person that they're like getting cheated on with. Well, if the person knows that they were cheating on, like if they're like part of the cheat, like. Get mad at your uh, no, partner. I mean, Don't get mad at the person that they're cheating on. Because yeah, they I'm might not know. I'm not saying it's wrong or anything like that, but and this is a little bit like what I was saying earlier before, like I, how I appreciated the scene where um, when when Jason Siegel tries to kiss uh, Mila Kunis and she, not not Jackson, but Rodriguez Jackson, but it doesn't become a big thing. I, that, well, that's, I'm actually kind of give, giving the movie a compliment in the fact that like, uh, Jason Siegel doesn't like say fuck you or like there's no big moment where he because you know, this guy is the author of all of his pain you think like there would be some kind of like cathartic like fuck you man moment but no he just like it's not like he's like best buddies with the guy but it is kind of like hey see you later yeah that's it and then he goes yeah then he goes back to uh, uh well know, he, uh, he goes Marshall's and talks room. to to um yeah because he knows it. she's now been dumped and 
Yeah, she's yeah. kind of in the same place he was at the start of the movie. Yeah, he talks to her about it, and she confides in that maybe she does still love him, and they can spend one more night on Hawaii, and then they can go home and pick up where they left off. But he's yeah, not. Yeah, she gets all physical. She's like, he's like not. He's not super into it, but he eventually yeah. caves, and they kiss each other, and start taking off his clothes. But his dick no work. It, yeah, he tries, everything he, he wants, but his dick is not paying attention. Yeah. He tries to get it to work on his own. She even tries her mouth. But <laughs> like he's not she working. says, like, you want my mouth? And he's like, Rrr. and then she just starts doing it. And, and she's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, nothing's <laughs> wrong with you. Maybe because it's broke. You broke my heart into a million pieces. And my cock doesn't want to be around you anymore. And then he calls <laughs> her the devil that, and yeah. storms off. And because, and yeah, because yeah. he's the good guy that you gotta be in the movies, he goes and tells Rachel exactly what happens. Yeah, he just happens to like, like, just like go running to her next to tell her exactly what happened. She's on. He could have waited till that night or something. But like, she's at her fucking job yeah. at the counter. Like, I just want to see the scene uh, redone with like a whole line of people that she's trying to get through to the rooms, like standing behind him. Was like, oh yeah, hey, by the way, my ex girlfriend, she sucked my dick for fifteen seconds. Yeah, but, that is one know. thing about checking into a hotel in Hawaii. There are always lots of lines. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that every time she's, we see Mila Kunis in that hotel room or in that hotel lobby, there's absolutely no one else there but Peter Siegel. Seems or, or, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but anyway, she gets super. Yeah. She, she, does, she does not, not like it. In, Plus, which, I mean, the bleed J was only like ten seconds before he bounced. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she does. She's really. She's very much like you gotta tell me you exactly know, I, what I happens. Do, we I, can't. I give uh, the actors in this movie credit. They all. Well, all three of them who who have to do it. Um, uh, what the, the main three uh, do a really good pissed off, almost crying face. Mila Kunis does one in this scene. Like I'm actually like looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, Jason Segel like, does a really good one, and uh, yeah. uh, Kristen what, Bell does a really good one. I can see why people dig this movie not so much for the comedy parts, but like the little, the little bit of dramatic uh, dramatic heart this movie has does. Uh, it, 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 the, the actors, yeah, did a good job with what little like dramatic weight yeah. they had to uh, lend to the film. And, Plus, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's not. Shakespeare, but yeah. Plus all that Jason Siegelcock. <laughs> too much, too much. Yeah, I never thought I could enjoy a movie with this much about Jason Siegel's dick. But, <laughs> so she tells yeah. him uh, not to call it right or contact her because you know that whole betrayal, pain, and thing. You know. The weird thing is yeah. too. Then fucking Rachel Weisz shows up, gives her a cursed apple, and then she turns green and starts flying around. It's so weird. And, and he so say, actually, if you think about it, this is kind of like a remake of Oz and Great and Powerful because it's one guy trapped between two powerful women. He respects her wishes and tell her she he won't bother her anymore, and he leaves. That night, I'm a little disappointed later that like she asks him why you didn't call me. That, and I'm like, well, bitch, that you said I, he's respecting your wishes. Like, you know, you know, anyway. That night, he goes to uh, pull the topless photo of her off the bar wall, and he does it while the bartender's standing behind him. You should have. I guess not just because done that. They, we're getting into the last, like, 13 minutes of the movie, so I guess they can't afford to, like, like this is just, like, narrative shortcut, but he, this, yeah, for some does reason. Does the bartender just go in every time somebody goes to that bathroom and stand behind them? Because yeah, because he's standing right there when he rips the, like, <laughs> like, okay. And so, yeah, he does magically rip down the photo, even though it was behind, like, plexiglass. And Comes the, back, slaps it on he, the counter. Well, he, the, the bartender beats the fuck out of him. Yeah, just 
Yeah. And she's like, I told you not to contact me. And where he slaps down her titty photo and just leaves. And, well, he gets a hug from the two big guys that work at the hotel. Yeah, and, and the they, two big guys they give are her like a look like, like shame, oh. shame. And she's all like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Aww, he goes home, like and uh, where he works, yeah, he flies uh, home. <laughs> he, he, of course, they're still showing the same like I'm Kirsten Bell from CSI's Crime. Well, they'll be showing that for five years after that mo- show's canceled. Yeah, exactly. I can believe it. He works on his Dracula puppet musical, and he works out and hangs with his family and. They do They do a great twist of him having that big bowl he ate the cereal from, and you think he's eating the cereal, but oh no, it's actually food for his family. He's spending but time with like, them. They show him getting to work, and he's still actually at the very end of the montage, just to show that he's not completely changed. Yeah. He's still eating cereal. So at least he's using the cereal sometimes for the force of good, but still God, he'll I wish I could still pig. do that. That'd be <sighs> so nice. Just There's no it. reason why he can't do it now. There is a reason I can't do it now because I'll gain two pounds. I'm just nothing. Come on. I mean, <laughs> right, yes, I can do over. it, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I will feel the heart. You're just pal- talking metabolism. <laughs> I'll wise, feel the yeah. heart palpitations if I do it now. <laughs> oh god! I have yeah, a the sugar son now. I can't. I can't kill myself because I wanted to eat a giant <laughs> bowl of Fruit Loops. Oh god! Yeah, if you had to eat a whole bowl of cereal, what cereal choice would you like? If you had to eat it like that, where you're just eating the whole box in one sitting? You know, a lot of. Oh no, never mind. I was gonna say one cereal, but uh, frosted mini wheats all the way. Really? Fucking oh, okay. frosted mini wheat. Mini frosted mini wheats are the fucking bomb. They're the best. I guess you're gonna be a little bit less likely to die from just a sudden explosive sugar rush. Because I don't, I don't like, wheats, but... I don't like super super sh- like f- frosted flakes. I don't like how sugary that is. Yeah. But I love frosted mini wheats. That shit's the bomb. Oh man. You know what? I I can like I said, I have a hard enough time even eating a normal bowl of cereal uh in one sitting, but like yeah, fruity pebbles, but that would get mushy so quick. Mm. Like it would only act as cereal for the first five bites and after that it would just be a cardboard sludge. But Fruit yeah. Loops would probably come in after that. Fruit Loops wouldn't be a bad choice. That, that's a good standard. It would stay relatively crunchy for a decent while and I don't yeah. care so much about the crunch. So long as it stains the fuck out of the milk. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Any kind of like anything that turns milk into cereal is gonna be good. And, you know, Rice Krispies and stuff like that. And, yeah. Mm, so anyway. Anyway. <laughs> tune in later <laughs> for our new podcast, Cereal Talk with Bill and Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, she gives an invite to his Dracula puppet show. I tried mail. to see because this is confusing because he flies back to LA mm-hmm. and so presumably his puppet show is in LA but mm-hmm. she just happens to show up at his puppet show on a whim well well no uh, I'll, I'll tell you um, okay. she gets an invite to his show in the mail and she talks to the bartender about it and says she's conflicted and he's like what the fuck is there to be conflicted about cause what <laughs> he refused a, I did like that he refused a blowjob from his girlfriend mid blowjob you know what that's yeah. like for a man that's called blue balls he's like Gandhi but better yeah and he just keeps on well he goes off on a riff about something but he can just yeah it's, it's, it's pretty goddamn good yeah and yeah. it's the opening night. We watch a show happen where it's like we, crank anchor shit. I wonder. I wonder who did the puppets for this. We watch them perform with puppets and shit. It isn't yeah. quite as funny as it sounds, or it should be. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, cute, especially yeah, just for a uh, gag in a movie. It's, a it's, puppet it's, gives birth to a bunch of baby Draculas, but it's 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 nothing as magical as it's 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 like Meet the Feebles. It is, yeah. 
Or, like I said, it's like Crank Inkers, where it's just kind of like, mm, yeah. Or what's, 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 the, what was the big Broadway musical that was all puppets that was kind of like Sesame Street Avenue Q? Yeah, Avenue Q. Yeah, I wonder if it's actually the same people who did that, because there's a couple other people, like Bill Hader, uh, uh, Squash Face, is, he's one of the pu pu uh, puppeteers, but it seems like uh, they, they actually got professional pu uh, puppeteers to do all the other actual puppetry and everything in this movie, so. Yeah, so uh, he sees yeah. Rachel in the crowd, and the show ends, and he gets a standing ovation, and... Uh, afterwards, he talks to her, and she says that it was a really funny show, and he says he didn't know it was a comedy until somebody said it was funny, and then it all just clicked with him. And she tells him that she's looking at the schools in there. She's going to go back to school, and she's looking at schools. That's why so she's So she's there. back in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And she tells... Because, like, it seems like like a round-trip flight from Hawaii to back, not only would that be, a, like, a crazy amount long time, but also be super expensive. Crazy and... amount long time. Would it be, like, isn't it, like, eight hours? Crazy amount long time. <laughs> hey, don't you make fun of my English. It's impossible. Well, yeah. she, she says he never called, and he's like, well, you said not to. And yeah, that's my fault. I'm like, I was just, uh, I'm not trying to fuck with you, man. I'm trying to respect your shit. And he's like, well, I might have called once and hung up, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. And she has to go and let him soak in his adoration of his fans, and they hug, and she leaves, and... He goes back to his dressing room. He goes to his puppets. dressing room to change out of his unitard, and some old fat dude in a Dracula costume congratulates him, and it feels like a cameo, but I'll be fucked because if I know who it is or what it is or anything. Again, it's kind of a scene that like, doesn't do anything, It's but like they lavish enough attention on the guy. It seems like he should be a thing. Yeah. Like, is he a Sesame Street performer? Like, what's... But no, it just that's it, and like, yeah. Um, hmm. Anyway, it, and then it just cuts away from that to show Mila Kunis. She goes to her car. She's walking she's to her car, and she has yeah. second thoughts. So she heads back and walks on in him naked. And yay, we get to see his penis again. Yay! He was trying to call her, and she laughs at the situation. And he says, please don't laugh at my penis. Yeah. And they well, start not kissing. Penis. He says, please don't laugh. Please stop laughing. And then she says she missed him. And they kiss. Life has worked out. Hooray, hooray! It's terrible because as soon as they start to kiss, her her pelvis gets pushed away by his now exposed boner. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to like kind of bend over a little bit. You know, yeah. you know what? Kudos for Jason Siegel to be willing to kiss Mila Kunis naked. Yeah, that's. Do you duct tape your dick down? Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, aside from the exposure, like mechanically, like you're gonna have to. Unless you just say, say Mila. You know you're a famous Hollywood lady. You're very pretty. I'm gonna kiss you with my dick out. Don't be surprised if some shit moves around downstairs. <laughs> if anything, it's a compliment. <laughs> so then the Let Me Inside You song plays as the credits roll, and then there's a quick end credit. Oh, scene is that? I didn't even catch that. That was a reprise. Of uh, Sarah's new show where her and, uh, uh, what's his name? Bluth. Uh, which, oh, yeah, Jason Bateman. Yeah, are. are uh, crime scene investigators, but now she's an animal psychic. Psychic. It's called Animal Instincts. Life's a bitch. And where you're going, that's what you'll be. Yeah. And then the I do like done. those. There's, whenever she uses her powers, there's a little bit of Photoshop when her eyes glow blue. Mm -hmm. And again, I could totally see that being a real NBC show. Actually, more a CBS these days, because that seems like even all the procedural garbage they produce. But I mean, anyway, got, so that's yeah. forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's fine enough. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's not cute. offensive. Yeah. If I'd known ahead of time, I probably wouldn't have chosen it for the podcast because it is, despite us talking for two solid hours about it, it's yeah, it's relatively unremarkable. It's yeah. it's fine. 
again, hot ladies in it, and there's ocean stuff, so I guess it makes it kind of summery. But, uh, yeah, that's fine, it's good. It's no Wet Hot American Summer, which is pretty, actually, legitimately kind of bonkers. But, yeah, it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's cute enough. Yeah. I mean, you, you got uh, to oogle pretty ladies for two hours. Yeah, and you didn't have to put up with too much of Squash Face's improv. Yeah. And so the movie could have been more a Judd Apatow-ish in that way. So I'm glad to see there was seemed to actually be a script. And yeah, I can see how the 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 these guys got a Muppet movie out of this. Yeah. Um, even though if they created the worst Muppet possible to star in that goddamn movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that is Jason Segel's fucking erotic fantasy come to life. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he got to make out the. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um. Ah. Stella, your your jealousy tastes so bitter, even from I'm this distance. I'm fine with beautiful men getting to like pretend to sleep with other beautiful women on TV, but like when Uggos do it, I'm just like, that's me. Fuck that guy. Oh <laughs> you god. You just need to cast your own show. It's. I'm gonna start right now. I'm gonna write the Bill Mudrin story, mm. starring mm, milkshakes, and I don't know. I can't think Perfect. of anyone. Perfect. Wonderful. Right <laughs> starring milkshakes. It's me having sex with milkshakes. Anyway. What yeah. are you doing next time? Well, you know, I, I've been thinking about it, but I, I, we uh -oh. talked about it a little bit, and I, I fuck oh, yeah, no. we might as well keep this this train rolling. You mentioned that it's not very good, but whatever. I want to find oh, out for no. myself. We might as well do the Muppets from 2011 with Jason Segel. <laughs> you just made that decision just now? Pretty much. Okay, because before we started recording, you had no like. Well, at least made it sound like you didn't know, but like, yeah, it's, that's, that's it's not been a bad on idea. my list, and we're working our okay. way through the Muppets movies. It's been a while since huh. we've done one. Yeah, and then we could do the Muppets Most Wanted after my next choice, and give the ball over. Yeah. Well, we also need to do uh, for you. We need to do um, Muppets in, from Space, and we could yeah. do some of the TV ones like Muppets Wizard of Oz. Who knows? That's even Muppet fans don't seem to enjoy, enjoy those. Very yeah, that moments. might be a bridge too far, but I said yeah, someday. Who knows? Like, Who knows? But yeah, okay, that'll be okay. Muppets, uh, man. Okay, fuck <laughs> that movie. <laughs> it, well, okay, maybe we won't do the Muppets. No, I just, I, I it's got to be better than I remember because that wasn't bad, but just the human Muppet guy. I don't understand why they created a new character. Oh my god, again, with Jason Siegel and creating self-projecting character. Oh, anyway. Well, if nothing else, it'll give us plenty to talk about why our era of Muppets was better than the current version of Was that of just Muppets. called the Muppets? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, that's exactly, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Was that actually Jason Siegel in that thing? Yes. Okay, because I don't remember too much in the way of actual meat people. With oh, it's Jason Siegel and Amy Adams. Yeah. Rashida Jones was in that thing. What? That's so weird. Huh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're gonna do 2011 Muppets. Yeah. Starring Jack Galifianakis and all their people. If nothing Jack Galifianakis? Jack, that's, that's, his, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I can't read Wikipedia correctly. That's fine. Oh, no. So, okay, yeah. We're gonna... Dun, 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 dun. I can't remember the lyrics from the Muppet Show theme. <laughs> it's time to get things started. It's time to get... Dun, 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 inspirational, sensational. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, yeah, that's for next time, not this time though. It's true. At least you'll be able to. Uh, if if the movie's boring, you'll be able to splice in shit tons of good Muppet shit in the editing. Ooh. Mm, okay. <laughs> 
That's always worth it. Oh yeah, that'll be good. Okay, cool. okay, cool, cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll wrap was, up this episode. Just forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's fine. It's yeah, it's fine. It's a the relatively forgettable. Ironically, a lot more yeah, dick than you would expect. Yeah, which is fine. I can deal with that. Hey, I'll I'll I'll, I'll see a mile of uh, fucking Jason Siegel dick if it means a little more. Uh, fucking Mila Kunis, uh, fucking Kristen Bell flesh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> pink, pink bikinis and flowers and hair. I didn't realize I had a thing for those things, but now I've learned. Ugh. Anyway. Check out Bill's DeviantArt for all that stuff. <laughs> Seriously, Bill's sexual awakening on this episode. He's muttered on Twitter, on the group, oh, girl, on God. Twitter, Target Podcast, Twitter, Target Podcast.com, Target Podcast, Facebook, Target Podcast, all the things. Share us around. Make people listen to us. Hold them down. Tie them up. Force our, force our our podcast into their ear holes. Yeah, jam them in there. Just shove them in there with sticks. <laughs> um, getting to the end credits of uh, uh, Sarah Marshall while we're wrap, uh, wrapping this up. There's a specific credit for uh, uh, the the Tim Burton's The Corpse Bride poster being seen in the background somewhere. Like that's, that's unfortunate. A credit to have. I forgot yeah, about that movie. That's not a good movie, and it's why not. do they have to call that out specifically? Because there's other posters for other things in that movie. That's weird. Eh, I don't Fuck know. you, Tim Burton. That movie was not that good that you have to worry about, like, oh, someone gonna rip off the idea for the corpse bride because they saw the poster in the background of Sarah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Anyway. Anyway. That was a but. That movie sucked. That was boring. Anyway, was boring. we're wrapping up this episode. Wrapping up this episode. Okay. Next time, it'll if nothing else, it'll give us an excuse to talk about Muppets. Yay, which is always any excuse is a good excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I got no I'm fancy... I'm putting on my pink bikini. I'm gonna walk into the ocean. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> That'll get you kicked off the resort, Bill. Actually, can... For for Halloween this year, can we do a costume? Because you're married. Can, like, I could be... I, I could be uh, uh, Kirsten Bell. You, you could dress up like Mila Kunis and we'd dress your wife up. Oh my god, no. I was going to say as Jason Siegel, but that means that she has to walk around with a hot dog tied between her legs. It's better than us doing it. Yeah, that's true. No one wants to see my hot dog. Although, I, I mean, my son could do it. <laughs> he's Doesn't a baby. People don't care about naked babies. <laughs> that's true, exactly. People are like, oh, he's such, got such a cute penis. Then he poops everywhere, and people are like, aww. You know, I, but when I do it, the cops Look at all that celery string all over the wall that he just shat out, isn't it so darling? Anyhow, that's all. Oh, okay. I had no fans of the outro. It's over. No, it's, this is it. We're just winding down slowly. Episode's we'll over. Away. That's all. Yeah. Until next time, keep playing all the bottom ones. You goodbye, everybody. Take care, guys. Goodbye.